0: That's your teacher now, don't
1: I? This is the Black Rifle Coffee Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, members of the United States of America, we welcome congressional candidate of North Carolina's 4th District, Mr. Tony Cowden.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and Lieutenant Colonel Kinda retired, <laughs> <laughs>
2: resigned.
1: Stu yeah, Seller. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, you look good. <laughs> For a Lieutenant Colonel, you look good. Hey, thanks. Right. hey okay. yeah. yes,
1: I
3: appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Health, <laughs> color—it's all back. That's yeah, like, right. Slowly like coming yeah. back. Like, I mean, how old are you, bro? Like, how are you a Lieutenant Colonel? Being a, a commander, a battalion commander of Marines, has to just give you gray hairs left and right. I mean, I can't imagine well, what your Sundays were like when you get were like. fired six weeks into it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That's no. right. No. That's right. Okay. Hang <laughs> right on. Oh,
0: you guys already talked about it on the show. I missed. It. I wish I could have gone into it a little bit more with with you. But I got, I got to hear the story first because you guys said that you met before this ever came around. So tell us the, was this a no strings attached type situation where you're like tactical, NSA? tactical guy looking for Go another tactical it. guy? TNSA, tactical no
1: strings attached. Well, so, you know, I didn't
4: announce... But a lot of people think that, like it was like the spur of the moment thing that oh god I'm pissed off I'm gonna run for Congress or as a representative right I'm, I'm not running for Congress I'm trying to run as a representative right two different things <laughs> so anyway um, we had been planning it for numerous months and I've been keeping it quiet North Carolina was going through a redistricting process and once had, you know I, I didn't want to say I was going to run and then you know cause a rift with an incumbent right you know frankly and um, so anyway I hear through the grapevine this dude is considering running in the same
3: district I am. Really? Yeah. Well, like, fourth is a new district.
2: Right. So okay. context, okay. there's
3: not an incumbent. Right. Got so it. So if you're in North Carolina and you're thinking about running, everyone was eyeing the fourth. Got it.
4: Okay. And for me, it just makes sense because I actually live there. Right. right. There are some of my opponents in the primary. They don't even live in the district. I mean, that goes across
1: the board all over the place right, right now. Like yeah. running for Congress has become a fucking Instagram ploy now. So it's Seems like you like don't me. even live, like they're moving into districts
4: right. to run. Like, and they're, you know, shopping for a district, what you're hearing. You know, I've heard people call it carpet bang. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So I hear that he's considering. I'm like, he's not even out of the Marine Corps yet. I'm pretty sure he can't run for anything. Oh, he might be getting out of the Marine Corps really <laughs> soon. And uh, so I call up some Marine Corps buddies. You know, I've got more Marine Corps friends at this point right. after living in Wilmington and being so close to Jacksonville, working over yeah. at Mars So I start reaching out to the guys. I'm like, hey, you, do you know— you know this dude? You know They're like, who? The, the, guy, the guy that just pissed off everyone in the Marine Corps in the world.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah.
4: it just so happened a, a good friend of mine freaking comes by the house just to bring his daughter out to fish in my pond. And I'm like, hey, any chance you know Lieutenant Colonel Scheller? He's like, actually, yeah. We, we're same office. I'm like, hmm. He was my you? opso when I was battalion.
2: At oh, seriously? Yeah. 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 yeah.
4: And uh, I was like, so, is there any way you could just send him a text, maybe ask him if he'd meet me? And uh, he's like, well, yeah, what do you want to talk to him about? Well, he doesn't know either. And I'm like, could you just tell him that our career paths could potentially collide soon? We have some same interests. And uh, I think that's all he really told you because he didn't know.
3: Yeah, my buddy texted me. and was like, I got this guy. He's Army SF. He's a good dude. I think you two would have a lot in common. And that's what he said. He's like, you guys might have similar career interests. And you got to keep in mind, like thousands of people are messaging me Oh, gosh, yeah. So, but my buddy, I trusted him. And so I said, okay. So I texted this guy and he was like, hey, we need to meet. So I was just like, all right. And I was like, but I'm not coming to you. I was like, you got to come up to Emerald Isle because that's where I'm at. When he said he would, I was like, all right, I'll take the meeting. But Like I went into the meeting having like no idea what we were going to talk about because you got to keep in mind, I'm not running. Right. right? And so the people that were trying to get me to run, we had like sworn each other to secrecy because I was in the Marine Corps and I was afraid if people thought I was going to run. They'd think everything I was doing was for political oh, reasons. Oh, right, right. So it was like, the, my parents didn't even know. So it was like, only two other people knew, the people that were trying to recruit me. And so I didn't think anyone knew about me either. So that's when I, I meet this guy at a coffee shop. Yeah, I just was like, hey,
4: what's up? So, so- <laughs> yeah, so I hear you thinking about running in the fourth and just kind of looks at me. <laughs> I was like, how did you know Who that? are you?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I'm like, well, and the only reason it concerns me is because I'm about to announce. Right. And we're just way too similar candidates to be running in this against each other. Right. And it was kind of a cool conversation because he's like, you know, I was like, so my question to you is, you know, what makes sense? And are you even getting out of the Marine Corps in time? And he's like, I don't know. And uh, so it was a, a really cool conversation freaking. And he was like, uh. I, I could definitely tell he was really surprised because right? he not prepared for the conversation. And so it was like, okay. He's like, well, I'll tell you what, on this date, I told him, i like, hey, man, I'm announcing on this date. And he's like, well, I'm going to give you a solid answer. It was very, you know, I, I haven't even told him this. We hadn't talked about it since, but it was very, very much gentlemanly, right. you know, like, fantastic. <laughs> type
3: stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my problem was I liked him a lot. I was yeah. like, man, this guy's like the same person as me. And so <laughs> I told him straight up, I was like, if I run against you, I'm going to tell you a week before so you know yeah. and if you, that influences your decision or it doesn't, but I'm going to give you a firm answer. And I, mm. obviously I chose not to run. But then once I met him and I realized what a good dude he was, I was like, man, we need more people like Tony running for office. And so actually we started pulling people like Tony into a, a coalition. Yeah. And we built a coalition of people like him that he was kind of someone that we built around. And so I, I fully support this guy. He's in my home state. And so right. he's got yeah. my full backing. Yeah. So is it an overt coalition where you have other guys in it that you guys yeah, talk funny. about? I actually just posted it to my social media this afternoon sitting in your office, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all veteran candidates right now. We yeah. we initially started with uh, some non-veteran candidates and we've taken them down. Um, when we were building it, we they were endorsed by veteran organizations, but weren't actually veterans themselves. and Right. The reason we're choosing veterans, like a lot of people want to make the point that not all veterans make good political candidates, and that's true. But what veterans do provide is leadership. You know, I understand that our representatives are just that, representatives and not leaders. That being said, there's a lot of people that lack the leadership that we need. Right. And I think veterans have <laughs> a lot of that leadership. That and they have some foreign diplomacy experience that mm-hmm. a lot of people in these Ivy League schools and law degrees just don't possess. Right. And so for a lot of reasons, I'm looking at veterans that, you know, I talked to that I've vetted like Tony. And then we pulled them together because I think there's more power in numbers. Uh, and I think right now America is at an inflection point where they need people like Tony. So,
1: Well, like yeah. you and I were talking about the first night you got in. It's like the one thing a veteran possesses, especially in this day and age, as opposed to a civilian, we were held to a standard that you can fail and you yeah. were told when you failed it, and that doesn't exist in the civilian world right. world now, and 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 just having that trait and quality, and and wanting to 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 live by the core values is something that, that is different right. Right. when you when you when you're going yeah, up against I, somebody else.
4: I I would, I would say that Stu's being really kind by using the word leadership. I use the word spine, right? They're spineless. They lay over. I, I, I keep telling people constantly, I'm not even mad at the left anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't upset me a bit. They're the clear and present danger to our country. And they say it. They tell us. It's the Republicans that continually lay over or bend over and compromise our freaking rights away. And so I say it's lack of, sp- lack of spine. Um, because, right, we're, we are, I'm running a, to be a representative of my people. They don't need my leadership. They need my representation. Mm. Capitol Hill needs leadership, yeah. right? right. The, yeah, yeah. Those folks, my girlfriend, I told her we were getting ready to do this, man, and Melissa was like, could you please try not to drop the F-bomb as much as you usually do? You so can do it I'm on trying. the show, though. You yeah, can't. I, it's okay. I, but it's my my whole team oh, is trying no. to.
1: Cle- you know, we're trying to clean they, you up they've, they've, there's some other words that I've had to clean up and I've been successful you since. and I have it's been in the yard for two days straight with yeah. a scrub brush just yeah. really you know I so, have become his image the, counselor I,
4: I'm, <laughs> so instead of using like instead of saying like those f***ers which is right. kind of disrespectful yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah. we all use that mm-hmm. term all the time yeah can you repeat that but anyway. um, so I, you know nowadays I'm using my old you know North Carolina slang I, I, I now have the full word of just those folks yeah, you know, and I That's use it good. a lot, so it works, and yeah. it's you know, sounds like folks. It, the 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 inflection, you can tell the difference when I'm referring to the folks on Capitol Hill and you know my neighbors. It's two different folks,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: but yeah, it was kind of a cool story, man. And um, you know, as he progressed, and they were started, you know, messing with him more and more. And he couldn't predict when he was getting out. We had a, a cool conversation. He's like, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm just going to support you and and some other." Yeah, you know, veterans, and, and the coalition's really cool. We get on a phone call, even though I've missed the last two or so, every Thursday night, and right. now it's, it's going public. The reality is, right, if we could get half the folks, yeah. in the, and I use folks good in this term, yeah. uh, in this coalition elected, mm-hmm. you're talking about a caucus. You're talking, right. you know, 12, 15 veterans. And I totally agree with you. I tell people all the time, right, like, being a veteran doesn't even necessarily— mean that I was good at my job in the military, much less that I was, you know, that I'm going to be a good anything else, much less a, a you know, representative. But I tell people it's, it's not just being in the military that necessarily qualifies me. It's all the problems I solved while in the military and working for the, the agency and all that kind of stuff. It's problem solving. Yeah. That's what we do. Mm, yep. Problem solving, whether it's managing a, Battalion of Marines, <laughs> Lots of problems probably to solve there. <laughs> or yeah. just, you know, the, the ever-changing, you know, environmentals, even in the few seconds that you're hitting a target, right? right. I mean, it's constant adaptation. And, and, you know, there's also dealing with people, you know, that we have to do. Like, sometimes you do have to sit down in a room full of all tough folks, you know? Yeah. Convince them that your plan is the best, right? Like, mm-hmm. just a basic course of action presentation to the commander, right? There's five teams fighting for one mission. You got to give the courses of action and one gets picked. So you better have the problem solved the best you can. So... I think uh, the military
3: has a good cross-section of America in it, too. I, so there's a lot a really of corporations in different places that it's very myopic in yeah. the people that they're looking for. The military literally has people from all across, all ethnicities, and we all work together to accomplish the same mission. And so right. in my opinion, like the slice of America— is more well-represented in the mm-hmm. military than in a lot of other places. So when yeah. you're putting those teams together and trying to vie for the mission, you're also you know, indicative of the American population as yeah. a whole. Well, it's a forcing function.
0: Now, I, <clears throat> I've explained this a lot to a lot of people, which is there's a couple points that are awesome. You guys brought them up. The military is one of those last remaining places where it's forcing everybody in the United States to work together in somewhat of a meritocracy when you get to a certain point where may the best idea win because in special operations, you'd have a planning cycle, obviously, and you guys would have a planning cycle where you're coming up with course of action development. You're moving towards a goal and then the people that are awarded, typically, I mean, they do a relatively good job with, we'll call it promotion, with awards, are typically the people that are exemplifying certain behaviors mm-hmm. that are directly contributing to mission success. So you have this beautiful cross-section of American society where everybody has a common goal. And we all right. take an oath to the Constitution. Right. It's, it's all in fo- foreign and domestic. Yes, and domestic, foreign and domestic. You've taken an oath to forgo your own independence, to risk life, limb, or eyesight for love of country. Now, whether or not if you're cognitive of that decision at 18 or 22, that's irrelevant. If you go to war, you fucking understand it. And that's the thing that I keep telling people. I'm like, it is a forcing function. And it's proven that you're dedicated to the country to risk life, limb, or eyesight, especially in during, during times of war. It's amazing. So when I look at it, I'm like, representatives, and I look at veterans in politics, and I think we need, I've, I've really been like beating this drum for years. Like we need veterans in politics. We have to have them. One, I think the last 20 years of warfare
4: would have been a lot different if we would have had more veterans. Absolutely. As representatives. Maybe more veterans like us. Correct. (laughs) The ones that were there. Eh.
1: Well, I mean, that leads to to a very popular thing that you include in a lot of your speeches. You say, you're not running for Congress. Explain that to us.
4: Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like... You know the word Congress means, and I think this is a, a, another thing that we have to address: is that we just don't know our history anymore. Right. right. So historically speaking, right, the word Congress actually means meeting. So I'm not running to be a congressman or a man of meetings. Meeting I'm man? not really big on meetings. You know? Can I make that shirt for you, just as meeting man? <laughs>
2: you know, meeting
4: person. Meeting you know? man. Yeah. You gotta, you meeting has gotta be a Congress person these days. I yeah. can't have woman or man anymore, oh, right? Sorry. Or whatever. Um, no. <laughs> so they the folks that are on Capitol Hill have forgotten who they work for. Well, I haven't, and it, it's it's clear and present, right? It's the it starts with campaign finance. You, anyone in this room individually can donate to my campaign $2,900. And max. where do you donate that? Oh, so tonycowden.com. Nice plug. I yes, love it. Yeah. Go to tonycowden.com <laughs>
2: donate yes.
4: to his yeah. campaign. Yeah. And, you know, hey, in 13 days through the support of all the networks and all the Bubbas and all the brothers, you know, $132,000 in 13 days. That's what you guys did for us, right? All the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here's the reality. To be considered by the establishment a viable candidate, you got to raise hundred grand in your first four weeks of announcing or a house run. Well, we did hundred. 100- dollars 32-ish. Just the right. online stuff. I'm not talking about handwritten checks. The right. online stuff was 132-ish in 13 days. And I'll tell you, right? It was, it was amazing. And there was a lot of folks who were telling me, hey man, you got to get a good quarter too. It's not just the numbers. You need a good quarter. You don't want to, so maybe you should wait till January 1st to announce, because, you know. And I was like, wait a minute. Are you telling me that's that's just the way it's always been done? And they're like, Yeah, like that's that's how you're gonna be measured. And I went. Yeah, well, we're not doing things the way it's always been done. So, between me and my lead consultants, we were announcing, we're announcing right here before Christmas, and we're going to defy all the rules. And we did. So, right at Christmas time, when the average American is spending their money on their kids, they were willing to give me five, 10, 25, 50 bucks. Over 1,300 donations in that time, 1,380 individuals donated for, to come up with somewhere around $132,000. Right. So, that was amazing. But back to my original point, right? Campaign finance, any individual, the max you can give a a campaign, a a federal campaign is $2,900. However, if you're a corporation or your corporation wants to give to the PAC that's supporting me, they can give unlimited amounts. Correct. Right? So right then and there, if the American public doesn't understand, like, I'm here to tell you, that is not corporate influence on our elections. That's That's corporate corporate interference. Because let's say whatever company gives me half a million dollars, and I use that half a million dollars to win my campaign, to win, right? I'm just saturating television with my face, or, or really a lot of times what PACs do is the, the negative stuff, right? right? I get to just be nice. Every candidate's nice. I'm nice to you and all my other candidates. But my, my PAC's over here telling the world how horrible these people are. right? So, you know, and that's what helps win elections. It's just how it is. So— now I let's say I win, and now I'm in D.C. Well, who do you think the first knock on my door is going to come from? The lobbyists, the company that that corporation hired to solicit, manipulate their interest, lobby for their interests, and they're knocking on my door in my new little freshman office there on Capitol Hill. It's it's. It's gross. For lack of better terms, it's horseshit.
1: It's gross. It's gross. Yeah. It is
4: gross. It's yucky. So, you know, I tell people all the time, there is rarely a a one prong or one echelon, one approach solution to any problem. Right? Like if you want to invade a country, are we just gonna just jump the Rangers in and take some airfields? Depending on the country. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so Depending
2: on so the years, so, 1989 so, so let's say at least a second Panama world joke.
4: country, not Panama. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Or, right, not yeah, Haiti, right. not okay, Panama. Okay. A second yeah. world country with a standing military, right? right? Uh, so like Iraq, right? Yeah. So we didn't just jump the Rangers in. We had the SF and the AFO already on the ground. We had, you know, air cover. We, it, it, was a, it was just a multiple echelon thing, right? So it's not just campaign finance reform, right We need to eliminate this corporate lobbies right not all lobbies are bad right no. if if a um, you know an industry lobby that's different than a single corporation and now they're very powerful too so you got to got to sure. watch that but like you know the lobby to protect you know a, a wildlife population or our national parks and public lands, you know, that type of lobby, they they serve good interests and they're pretty powerful too. But we got to be able to discern what's good influence and true bad interference. Mm -hmm. And and that line has been so blurred. So, you know, I talk about term limits, but you can't just give a term limit without campaign finance reform and lobby reform because uh, I believe it was Missouri and don't quote me on this, but I think it was Missouri that instilled term limits on their house Senate and uh, their, their state House and Senate. Well, the lobbyists apparently just got far more aggressive because they have less time right. to get what they want. Right. So we have to be careful with this reform, but clearly reform is needed. And here's the odd thing. It's like 87% of Americans polled either political party agree on one thing, and it's
2: term limits.
4: Mm-hmm. Pardon me. And the funny thing is there is a there is a joint bill, that was introduced last summer, for term limits. You ever heard about it? All right, very, very right. little. Now, of course, you hadn't heard about it because right. it's a game. Right. Like right now, the Republicans don't have a majority. They can't. They're not going to pass anything. Anything no. they introduce, but they introduce stuff, right? So they can say they did. All right. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, the names. If you look up this, this it's a uh, it's an uh, a joint resolution. So it's not like HR. It's like J or whatever. I don't know. Still learning a lot of this stuff. But if you look at the names on the list, if they passed it, like three out of four of them would lose their jobs because they would have already had all their terms. (laughs) So do they really want it? And the American people, man, whenever I talk about term limits on social media, the... The overall attitude is so negative from the American people. It breaks my heart, right? Why?
1: Why wouldn't anyone want somebody to stay in there for well, it, 70 not, like, fucking years? They say Americans
4: like, like a, a the Supreme Court. Yeah, <laughs> like the Supreme Court. <laughs> uh, and people, or the goddamn We're president that we have the, right now. Yeah, the, the, the average American says We have a president? Uh, no, he's sleeping. Hold on. Yeah,
1: he's sleeping. I was <laughs> no, kidding. He's getting ice cream. <laughs>
4: Yeah, uh, he's probably at his house in Maryland <laughs> because the White House apparently confuses him. <laughs> it's yeah. very complex. That's the rumor I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I understand that. that's why they have the fake set up at his house in Maryland. Right. But yeah, you know, the average American just says, we're never going to get term limits. That's their, what America thinks. America mm-hmm. wants it, but they have zero faith in the folks that they elected to actually pass this stuff, right? Because it doesn't do them any good, apparently. Well, uh, let me ask you a question. It's like, Both of you guys are sharp guys. So
0: do you think it's partly, and that's kind of a loaded question, what do you think is directly contributing to the fact that we won't have reform? We won't get term limits. We can't get corporate money out of politics. What do you think the single most driving factor
3: to non-reform is? I think the people have become apathetic and they're looking to the government for solutions and they forget that the power of the government comes from the people. So as soon as the people, and I think right now it's they're starting to wake up, but exactly what Tony just said in the whole ordeal I went to, I was disgusted with the amount of people who told me, Stu, what you're doing is just throwing your career away because you can't make any change. This is just the way it is and you're not gonna be able to change it. And I fundamentally philosophically disagree. If we're gonna make change, it takes people like Tony standing up and saying, no, I'm gonna have the courage and the leadership and the spine to go up there and do what needs to be done. And so my opinion is, to make reform, it's not gonna come from the people in office. It's gonna come from the people universally. You're never gonna agree on everything, but if we're talking 87%, all those 87% have to do is get active. We can hold people accountable. We can start putting people in office that have a spine to make changes. And I truly believe we're on the precipice of making change. That's why I'm doing everything that I can. But it's to your question, Evan, the people have become apathetic and lost sight that the power of the government comes from them. And they think that they're relying on the government to make these changes. The Declaration of Independence states that the power of the government comes from the people. And when the government stops working for them, it's their obligation to throw off that form of government. I posted that verbatim and people were calling me a violent extremist. Like that's how far we've come. When I quote the Declaration of Independence talking about how like the government's not working for us and it's our obligation to throw that off. They're like, you've lost it, Stu. You're, You're an extremist. So- We've just lost our way a little bit, and I think when the people start waking up and finding people like Tony, we start making our way towards change. Well,
0: yeah. and, and, that, and that's a good point, which is just because you say that we have to change the form of government or go or uh, throw it off, throw yeah. it off. You, people automatically assume that what you're referring to is, is violence, some type of violence. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you have the opportunity overthrow. every two to four years, yep. to change the government. That's right. Everybody, well, and it's like that's the way the system was designed: was and- that you can have a coup. Every two to four years, with just going and casting a boat, right.
4: but the odds are stacked. I think that's what you're talking well, about. So many people say, you know, the the young. Let, let's let's call this demographic, demographic what it is. The the young, middle class American male right now is very disgruntled, mm. and they they also they just don't really see any hope. They feel very much attacked, especially the young the young white guys. You know, and I'm sure you guys get some of this stuff, but you know, with me. No, and Stan, we went woke. According to the internet. Yeah, <laughs> you guys went woke. You went woke. I can't believe Dude, you're here still. That's, that's
1: a joke. I can't believe you're yeah, here. Yeah, I can't believe Stu. you're I can't, here. can't believe you'll hang out with us. Oh, no. Yeah, they
3: yeah, they're joking, but I posted a picture with JT the other day and people were telling me, like, I can't believe you're hanging out with the black rifle coffee guys, right. you've gone corrupt, and I was like, and I was telling Evan, I was like, you have never talked to these guys. This is like the most common sense guys that I've hung out with. Like, mm-hmm. they believe all the same things that I do. And it's like people want to discredit you because you guys have been out there just working. Right. Like, this, this country was built on entrepreneurs. It's not built on going to college and getting a master's and a doctorate and working in some professional service. America is great because people can go out there and work as hard as you guys yeah. did and achieve success. And so a, people, again, couple again have of, lost that too. You should have been running our PR. You should put up statements.
2: I,
4: <laughs> I, I got, a, you know, so this is, you know, the first time that I will have professionally, well, aside from old work, uh you know, been affiliated with Black Rifle, right? And so I'm going to catch some of that. Oh, my God, he donated to this person. And oh, yeah, my Tulsi. God, they
1: didn't. I, I did. I donated to 12 years yeah. ago. I, I explained oh. it.
4: Right. Which well, was. Who didn't want to
0: put another coin in that fucking slot machine? Because that was awesome. Like, the Democratic primaries, when she was fucking crushing the Clintons. No Republican was even coming close to that shit. Like, nobody was holding the Clintons accountable. Tulsi's a brave woman. Tulsi is a fucking brave. Like, And I don't have to agree at 100%. You know what I agree with? She hates the fucking Democrat war machine. And I'm like, great. Let's put another
4: <laughs> coin in that jukebox. Let's idea, fucking hit that it, it again. Let's play so it again. The other day, I'm like, if you ever find someone on this planet that you agree with 100%, like, marry them. Don't ever, ever no. leave them because it, it just doesn't even exist. I, I'm, if, if I'm working with some folks and they, they, they agree with me on 90% of the stuff, I'm going to be
1: pretty pleased.
4: It's, it's weird. you know. It, it, JT's one of my best friends, right?
0: I mean, we worked together for eight years. Spent fucking I don't know countless hours. He getting, heard like, some of the
1: conversation quite, this morning.
0: Quite <laughs> literally, yeah. he is probably one of the closest human beings that I have in my life. What do you think we agree on? Seventy five percent. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. Right. there's a constant stream of debate.
4: All right. Yeah, well, all like, the time. So there's like, another dynamic, right? And, and I kind of discovered this with like the whole Instagram thing, and you know, just the whole Second Amendment shooting stuff. And one person draws their gun this way, another person draws their gun that way, and on Instagram. It's like something worth fighting about, it or or what barrel yeah. link do you have yeah, on your M four tourniquets, whether right? or not oh, you. Oh, right. right. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, you want to go <laughs> into I that have one? Debate, I the fucking you... tourniquet war.
0: Do
1: yeah. yeah. right. I don't have one on. me. I don't have one on me. Need to call disaster. But like in the military,
4: <laughs> we we have a team daddy or a company commander right. or a first sergeant to settle all these debates, right? right? Like, okay. What's, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Okay, this is what we're doing. Wow, I'm the boss. <laughs>
2: yeah. well, on the,
4: on the, in America right now, there are no bosses. There's no boss. There's no, no. no one to settle these debates and say, this is what we're going to do. And social media, is awesome as it is for linking us all, it also makes everyone an expert. So it it can be frustrating. I think my biggest frustration
1: was with social media because I, you know, I'm in the weeds of comments, numbers, and also my vantage point is hundreds of thousands and millions of people. That's what I don't think some of these, some of these people understand. It's like, I'm looking at this when I wake Uh up because I've got 80 accounts. I've got 800 Facebook groups. I've got YouTubes, you know, 10 of them, like... I'm looking at this, uh, and and I can see kind of where this stuff goes. And what yeah. the biggest problem is, no one's playing chess, no one's thinking strategy. No. Everything is surface layer, emotional right. reaction, and that is the worst 20, thing that you could meter do. Targets That's as far as Americans <laughs> can freaking
4: engage, and it's 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 frustrating. You know, like I've had people say, you know, I make a post about this or that, and they will start talking about, well, you know, in this country it's that, and our foreign policy. I'm like, man, I lived in that country and met with the head of that state once a week. It was my job, right? I know the country. I know the culture, blah, blah, whatever. Name, country, X. Sure. And, and this person who read about it on the internet, one article, the first one that popped up on Google, they're an expert. So it can get a little frustrating. And <clears throat> of course, with you know, OGA stuff, it's not like I can be like, well, let me tell you this fact or detail. Because <laughs> you know? the second you say, well, I can't really discuss it because it's classified, then you're that guy. You know? <laughs> well, we, uh, Yeah, I mean, I've
0: gotten in debates with guys. It's like. We worked in Kurdistan for I don't know how many years. I went. I was at Christmas dinner with the Barzani's and the yeah. Talibanis. Like yeah. every year, yeah, for I don't know multiple years. Mm-hmm. I know quite a bit about Kurdistan, yeah. the politics of Kurdistan, like the differences between the tribes right. and the tribal
4: disputes. Yeah. Like most people, people don't know Talibanis, like, Barzani's. They don't understand the difference. They don't, they don't understand. It, they're just like right. they're all Kurds. Yeah. I'm
0: like no, no, they are, but they, the, there's.
4: Their families mean something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, but I've gotten into it with guys when it's like, hey, that when, when we were, uh, when we had withdrawn from Iraq and we were going back into Mosul and they're like, oh, we're going back to, to, to war and those people can't fight or whatever, they would say all these like derogatory terms. I'm like, I'm here to fucking tell you guys, you want to get it on in Iraq, the Kurds are the boys that can get it done. Yeah.
4: Like, they can get it done. They're doing, we talk about, do do what you can with what you've got. They do what they can with a lot less. They do
0: it with a lot less. A lot less. And like, and the but that was a debate that I was having, you know, and yeah. I or DMs or whatever it might be. it's like, let me let me explain something to you. The country of Iraq is not full of the same person. They have different tribal factions. They have different reasons for fighting. They have different influences. Like two and giant I'm very aware religions. because I spent four and a half fucking years of my life there. From like north to south to east to yeah. west like but it's like you'd have some fucking dude and you'd realize you'd like pull out and you're like wait a minute better check and see what this person's all about yeah and it's some like you know basement dweller neck beard weirdo that's probably never fucking left their their mm. mom's condo and you're like oh god i can't do this <laughs> And he's just like yeah. dilly whatever man yeah. i gotta move on with my life i'm yeah. not gonna get into a a, a political and tribal debate
4: over Kurdistan with some what? fucking idiot it's like, on the in internet. The name it's, a state it's in, a, in the U.S. and say, okay, well, how many tribes right. of people live there? Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think it is in a place like Iraq, who its boundaries, like America now, was not drawn around a tribe; it was drawn by the British and just kind of here's a they did circle, a good job. and we can't encroach upon here, <laughs> <laughs> right? Good yeah, job. Yeah. And also, like the Kurds, a lot of folks don't understand that. You know, Saladin, the greatest Persian ruler, mm-hmm. was a Kurd. Yeah, right? they're not Arabs. They're Kurds. They're different than Arabs, and they're not quite Persians. They're not either. quite Persians either. Right. Yeah. So very prideful people, and to dis yeah, it always frustrates when people discount the Kurds, man, because they're just good people too. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I, I would I would go back there tomorrow and hang. Yeah. Like I was I was like
2: I tell I was, people that all the time. I, would,
0: I was talking to somebody the other day that mm-hmm. knew uh, one of the one of the Talibanis. We were talking because we. Somebody from the office. I was like, fuck, i go back there tomorrow and hang with mm-hmm. those dudes. Like, it kind of broke my heart. It was probably the only time since I left the office where I was like, man, I wish I was on the push with those dudes into Mosul. Like, just taking those shithead weirdo ISIS douchebags to task, mm-hmm. which is me de-escalating what I actually want to say.
4: Uh, <laughs> and well, hey, ISIS is back. Within the last couple of days. It's creeping. It's creeping. Are they creeping back? They are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so you're telling me I might still have a chance. There might be another
0: opportunity. With your coffee
4: subscription
0: (laughs) in the future, I might be able to fund a third-party war. (laughs) Uh, Just so everybody knows. I'm sure that'll be posted everywhere when we go public. (laughs) Third-party. That's
1: the only headline. CEO. We'll we'll just clarify against ISIS. Against 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 ISIS. ISIS. Against ISIS. Nobody wants ISIS. Funny funny
0: story, so... uh, I met Tony in Mazul Mo- back in Mazul. Mazul. Masul, And, uh, a seal. Tony and I. <laughs> Talking had, about the hotel, you know, Mazul. See, <laughs> so Tony and I, we, we used to go up to this range. It was this awesome range that we had right, right on the compound, or not on the compound, but it was like a little drive away. And we had endless supplies of ammunition,
4: basically. I mean, we, we could. The, the, the range looked like it was gravel.
1: It was brass. It was just brass. Is this you on Merez? So much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Up, at, yeah. up at the top with uh, the hill. The top, yeah. I went there every day. Yeah. yeah. Like, because the like strike. Every day. Yes. Because like, you, you didn't have to tell anybody. Range. Yeah. You just went up there and shot. Cause Cause you could shoot really anything really you wanted. Post, like, right? we actually
4: had some gunfire. I saw dudes with time. javelins yeah. up there one day. Like, you guys <laughs> do it. They're like, want to try them out. The Kiowas would shoot for us out there. Well, I would. And I would go up in the Kiowas
0: and shoot out of the Kiowas because I'm like, ah, you know, let's keep currency, blah, blah, blah. Get the Kiowas out and fucking shoot out of was take a spin around town, check stuff out, whatever. And um, but Tony was, we were really big. You remember, it was in, um, you were really big on, uh, we were running Mozambique drills up there. And so we had our, like our full fucking rigs and we were running Mozambique drills. And we'd go up there and we'd run our fucking pistols and we were running for time. We had pro timers out. And like, I mean, shit got serious. Like it wasn't like, we
4: were just plinking around. That, the Mosul team was no
0: joke. Back yeah, then, yeah, right. Yeah, like was, there was some studs up there. Well, you couldn't send and, fucking halfwits up there because you get stuff like a the fucking zone. turkey. Yeah, <laughs> no, you you'd get fucking you you'd get butt fucked. Like not, and you'd be dead. So anyway, just to clarify, the summarize in. <laughs> I was having this debate over, and I can't remember if you were there or if you weren't there, but we had talked about one of these guys before in this story. So I can't remember if Tony was there, but you were there for two or three weeks. You went home. I stayed. You came back in. Like we kind of rotated all around all the time. But there was a guy and he came in. I can't say his name, unfortunately, because it's a fucking hilarious story because Tony knows him as well. So he's an SF guy and everybody knows this dude's like super high strung. And he's kind of a homophobe. Like, and I take it upon myself, understanding this guy's personality traits, that I'm going to fuck with this dude. (laughs) Of course, because that's what I like to do. So I used to have all this shit. Like I would troll people constantly all the time. Like I had... A Hillary shirt. And I would fucking wear this Hillary shirt, which I'm sure the internet will love me for this. <laughs> you <were just> Hillary <laughs> shirt. So I had these pants these that I called Davy Dukes. And they were denim jeans that I had blown a hole in these fucking things. I just cut them off. I go running around the airfield in these fucking Davy Dukes with like a frag and a radio. And it's just like <laughs> the dumbest shit I could find. This guy's coming in. I go to pick him up on the airfield. And I go and I get like... My Hillary shirt, my Davy Dukes, like the whole nine. And I got a drop leg holster that's below my Davy Dukes. I got full tube socks that are pulled up. I've got a, a full battle belt with like radios and frags and mags, the whole nine. I got a can of Chew that's rolled up in my sleeve right here. <laughs>
1: like I got this, my k the K-pop. most sexually confusing <laughs> sight yeah. that yeah. I've ever... I got my K-pop. <laughs> like a steel like, K-pop? Yeah, yeah.
0: No, no. Like I, I got a fucking... Nice <laughs> helmet. Mitch or whatever it yeah. was, right? GenTex. Yeah. I probably have... I think I even had my fucking NVGs like flipped up in the day. <laughs> I got to pick them up and... uh He, the fucking pilot's landing and it was an L-100. They're coming in and they're both looking at me like, (laughs) what in the fuck? And I'm standing in front of this land cruiser.
1: He gets off. Arms crossed.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he gets off and I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? (laughs) This is your ride. You know, and he's like, (laughs) like, and I was like, Hey, what's up? I'm the chief here in, in, you know, Mosul. Welcome. All the guys are out, you know, like they were super, they were working out and they were hot and sweaty. I didn't want to bother them. And, uh, <laughs> and I get him in the truck and and he's like, I hand him a helmet and it's just like totally like helmet and eyebrow. And I'm like, here's the thing around here. I like to put on the helmet and iPro pro everywhere I go. And this is just the base rules because I set the rules. And, you know, and so I'm talking this way the entire time. I stay in character the entire time. He thinks I'm the chief. And I'm talking about him like, <laughs> hey, so what'd what you do in the military? I know he's an SF guy. I know a ton of shit about him. He's like, no, he's an SF guy, you know? Then he's like super stoic. And I'm like, is that kind of like the Navy SEALs?
4: And he's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing I wasn't there for this. You know who it is. I, I, I can't wait for you to be able to tell me yeah, who this you, is. You, you, you brought up his name the other night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's
0: still an instructor. He, he teaches like Sephalic and Sephardic. You know him. And uh, he tells everybody he was in CAG, but he oh, really wasn't. You know, yeah, you know I the do deal. Know. So uh, I
4: do know now. So I'm that a is awesome. I, I wish walked, I could have been there, dude. <laughs> the, and all
0: the team was bought in on it. They're all like, "Oh fuck, dude! This because like this is like one of my favorite things to do is troll fuck with people, like yeah. on a
1: We've been doing this forever for years. Yeah.
0: And uh, so I go through the whole thing, and I'm like t- walking them through the chief. The chief was on. The whole plan, like, I sat at the desk, like, walked him in. Like, the whole thing was, like, and and I'm, like, I have him keep his fucking helmet on (laughs) and his body armor with fucking iPro everywhere he goes. And I'm talking this way. And finally, like, after an hour and a half of me walking this dude around, he gets back to the team room where we're putting away kit. And he, like, whispers to one of the other guys. He's, like, yo, man is Chief for real? You know, kind of like, is this guy for real? He's like, oh yeah, it's the Chief. He's a little bit weird, but he's great, you know? (laughs) So it goes all the way through several hours and finally I walk in, I'm like, hey dude. He's like, turns around. I was like, I'm just fucking with you, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a knuckle dragger like you, you know, and he's like, Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Didn't talk to me for a week. <laughs> Didn't talk to me for a fucking week. That's how, like, serious. Like, I would have died. Most dudes, I would have died. Most, I would have I, I would
4: appreciate so, it. Yeah. yeah. Them, yeah. Like, well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well He is well definitely a... I don't know. I think I'm gonna see him here in a couple of weeks. I to go down to yeah. and uh Yeah, man. You He's, ask him about that. Yeah. He'll remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't prominent. talk much. We don't talk much. Yeah. When we do, i I say things like, "Oh, did you learn that before? After you felt OTC?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, Ouch. You don't like, don't like that conversation. The yeah. deep
4: scars.
2: Uh, yeah. you know, Come on. Hey, you
4: know. I I don't have a lot of escalation. I have. Yeah. Hey, we're being cool and. Hey, man, one step from you want to throw hands. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not in the—I don't have time for all this witty debate stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're just going to you know, talk about it. Yeah, either we're cool or— let's, I, let's I really lie. hope in, like, a few months we see the, the news clip is a chair ro- r- hurling across the screen at a debate. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't got time. Local well, North Carolina candidates.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and I will say—I I will say this.
0: So, as a, an, an elected representative, if, if, if you get elected, hopefully, right— um, I think he might, you will probably have the best split times. For Best, sure. best like, split yeah, times. Because fucking so Tony can run
4: a gun. Splits are for show. And he's still yeah. got depth of field. Yeah. Transitions are for death.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, man, I had somebody joke the other day, or like, dude, I hope you make C-SPAN the most watched I think you would, you know? Yeah, yeah would, would. you know? Yeah, would. I, but then again, I, you know, I, I know mostly how to watch my mouth and stuff, but there, there's definitely a tipping
1: point. You know and, what? I don't think and North Carolinians of, in your district want you to watch your mouth. Yeah. Probably not. I, <laughs> I think not. they want you to go they, up there and you know, throw some chairs. Folks up there on
4: Capitol, they need to be called out. You know, uh, one of my opponents in, in the district, he's a state rep, and he's he's in bed with. The renewable energy. Solar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's not even in your state. No, it's not (laughs) in your state.
4: It's some some funky stuff they pulled and they sold it to North Carolinians that they were going to create this awesome energy bill. And North Carolinians' tax dollars were funding solar farms and wind in other states. (laughs) But that was the part they left out when they sold it. And I'm sitting here going, if state representatives can have that kind of insulation, Mm. From their constituents, right, and just in Raleigh, what yeah. kind of insulation is this fellow going to enjoy if he gets elected to U.S. House? This is right, scary right, Well, that's stuff, man. Uh, that's yeah, the yeah. new norm now. I mean, yeah. Jen
1: Pensecki just said last week, like. The, the, we'll tell you what's in the bill once it once it's passed. Right. It. Yeah, well, yeah, you'll understand. Once we get this passed, then we'll they, tell you they, what's in they it. They did that with Obamacare. That is knew exactly they did
4: it with
0: Obamacare. <laughs> well, hey, don't worry, pass it. Secretary we'll we'll of tell State you about
4: it later. Today, Secretary of State said that they have sent some diplomatic demands and this and that to Russia, they already and they're kicked not them back. going to make them public. Solid. Well, well, yeah. So basically what— What'd you promise Russia if they don't invade Ukraine? What are we giving them now? You know, what are well, we no, giving up? Joe gave them like he—they can put in just a tip, right? He
0: said <laughs> he did you did. Like that's basically what he said. He's yeah. like, well, I mean. A slight incursion is not really a big deal. We're not
1: gonna,
2: but, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know if that's exactly what he said. He didn't
0: mean
1: that. Yeah, you did, like, Putin would probably listen to tweet. Joe Rogan faster than he would fucking Joe Biden. Uh, or,
0: <laughs> I mean, look at Rogan's numbers compared to like CNN's numbers. Like, a lot more people listening <laughs> you to you know, Rogan. That's weird. Potentially large. I would vote for Joe Rogan for president. Well, that's an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting subject because. I was reading, uh, fuck on the plane ride down here, Neil Young. Yes. Who that is. Yep. He said he, he's going to pull all his music off of Spotify unless they pull, unless they pull mm-hmm. Rogan off of Spotify. And, and Spotify and like, said, great, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> and they it's pulled like, it. Yeah, they were like, oh, fuck off, weirdo. Like, get out of here, old man. That's fine. That's yeah. great. Like, no one cares. They cares. Or... But cares? I love how like, all these people think that they're, they're fighting back against, whatever, how is bringing people on, I guess, and I'll rewind myself before I like, you know, shoot fire aim. How is bringing people on, educating people, like, about circumstances, whether it's a medical professional, which he's had multiple, or whether it's like, mm-hmm. astrophysicist, or whether it's comedy, it's a fucking show.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: And having three and a half, four hour conversations, and I'm not sticking up for him just because my friend, he needs nobody to speak, speak up for him. But that guy goes into complex problems over the courses of hours with people and he calls people out like Sanjay Gupta CNN basically tried to go directly after him on a misinformation campaign so when he punches back you're know, like we need to deplatform this guy cuz he's putting out misinformation yeah he's misinformation. putting out information right. there's a fucking huge, huge difference, difference between Absolutely. like misinformation and information like people can make their own decisions. I don't get it, but I'm not I'm not here to debate Rogan. I'm just saying like what's your thoughts on Rogan, these guys trying to deplatform guys like
3: Rogan. I think it makes Joe Rogan stronger. I think yeah. Joe Rogan has actually ascended because the mainstream media is telling half truths and doing exactly what you're describing. So why have podcasts taken off? people are so sick of the sound bites and the, mm. the skewed narratives and everyone's waking up to it so now they're going to podcast because you get more truth in that
4: well one thing CNN and I don't really understand it but CNN has not been reporting on its huge decline in ratings over the last 4 to 6 months i can people beat
3: you. CNN so CNN reported on my situation multiple times and people were painting me as a right-wing extremist. I'm, I'm a conservative, but I'm very far from extremist. I'm probably one of the more central guys you'll ever meet. And so then when I got in the media, I went on, you know, Fox was happy to have me on. Um, a lot of podcasts had me on. I reached out to Anderson Cooper. I reached out to every talk show host on CNN. I even made a public post. Like, I will go on and debate with any of you not one of them called me back, right? So Because they're when, cowards. That's they're right. All they're all fucking cowards. Coward. You're nervous. Cooper should be
2: fucking like, drugged through the it's, streets. It's your show. <laughs> fuck that guy. It's your show. You
3: can drive the conversation, right? Like, I'm the passenger on your yeah. show. But all I'm asking is to get on there and have that conversation with you. But that's how they, that's how they control the narrative. Like if you won't even allow me on to talk about my perspective, when you're sitting there talking about me, you've reported on me multiple times and now I can't come on your show. Like it's, it's fake. It's false. No, no. Fake. Well, but, you know, but what empowers, like that's the whole thing that I'm trying to
0: figure out in my head right. and figure out in my head. What I'm trying to do is, is debate myself and then, try to understand factually what the problem is. So when you look at guys on that are anchors, they're news anchors. They're they're not reporters. They're not
1: Right. No. no they're they're actors. No, they're they're actor. Journalism, actor. journalism Anderson is dead. Cooper
0: has zero life experience.
1: Yep. Yeah. Vanderbilt. So Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean he's a Vanderbilt. Like he's a Vanderbilt. He
0: did not come from places experience. that we came from. He's never had to work for anything. Right. He's been put into these positions based on uh, his his family, Demeanor, sexual orientation, voice, whatever that might be, his like voice, the way, his, he, the way that he, he, sounds, he yeah. But he has no life experience. Right. Why would you listen to that person? I see it all the time on these, these fucking YouTube channels where you're same like— Same thing with Cuomo. Yeah, it's Cuomo. Yeah, it's Don Lemon. Yeah. It's all these guys. Don't have, they don't have anything to say— How are you quantifying the words that you're using and backing it up with either your education or your experience and preferably a combination of both? Right. Well, loop back to Spotify,
4: right? Yeah. So Spotify chose Rogan. Why? Why Most popular thing in the world. Right? Over an icon-ish type person, Neil Young, right? An old, old has been around. So why did they choose him? Well, do you think Spotify... Likes Joe Rogan? No, they like the numbers. Ratings. They like the numbers. And they have hundred and sixty
1: million paid right.
4: subscribers to Spotify. So when, when a corporate, a corporate entity, a corporation only cares about numbers, and then the people they pay. Right. And, and let's face it, some of the big corporate media these days, it's pay to play. Sure. Right. Unless you can get them big ratings, because that's a co- commodity. Yeah. Right? It's all a privately owned you, business. You, you have to pay to get on a news show. And a lot of folks don't know that, right? You have to pay to get on the news? It helps sometimes from right, what yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I'm just now peeking behind. This is a new curtain for me, yeah. you know? And, um, but unless you have something that generates the commodity of ratings, right. it, it, you, could, you can pay to get on stuff. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's that lack of principle. So you're Anderson Coopers and all those who are puppets to corporations. That's what, I mean, where does this news media get its funding? other corporations. They have no... Ad sales. Right? They don't have yeah. their own commodity. They, yeah. they don't generate money right. or wealth, right? News doesn't do that. So they can't, in and of itself, generate money, so they have to get advertisement money, right? right. Or who advertises on CNN. Corporations. Look at the... Watch CNN. Pfizer. Right? Watch CNN, <laughs> Watch Fox. Watch MSNBC, any of them. And just watch the commercials. I, and then you can discern who's funding that news you're listening to.
0: I, I've always yeah. thought this, or at least for the last several years, I, I didn't have a TV. It's not some kind of weird non-TV flex. I'm just, I didn't have a TV for years because we were never home. Right. Right? We, were, we were never home. I was always gone. Like, there was no reason for me to buy one. Didn't have one. But when I finally did go to get a TV, I was like, you got to like pay for cable and do the whole thing, right? And I was like, so I have to pay. <laughs> I have to pay the cable company, and I'm going to get all these excess channels and whatever it might be and we'll call it whatever. It's, it's 50 bucks a month. I'm like, what do I pay to not have commercials? Because I want to pay that price. And they're like, what are you talking about, dude? You can't pay to not get commercials. I'm like, I don't want any commercials. So right. is, there, is there a service? Because I'm mm-hmm. like dumb as fuck. I'm like, can you just pay to not get the commercials? Because I'm paying you right now. Why? You get to watch so, the programming. So you guys make, get money. make money from me and I pay you
1: every month. So I can watch. So and I then, can
0: watch commercials
1: yeah, that you make money on. You again. make
0: money yeah. on too. Yeah. I'm like, who invented this system, and why the fuck did we sign up for it? Yeah. Like,
3: well, that's who, why streaming's taken off. That's right. why streaming because yeah. people
4: connected TV is clearly the answer. You can pay to not have commercials,
1: alone. and that's why cable is dying. And that's
0: why it's dying because nobody wants to watch you know, ED commercials Mm -hmm. when they're watching the fucking news. Like, nobody cares about
4: it. We don't have cable. We only have connective TV, you know? So we'll watch some Netflix here and there and, and, you know, whatever. And, um, yeah, man, I go, when I am traveling, the only time I get to see commercials is in hotels. And I am blown away by, like, every other commercial is a big pharma commercial for a drug that I've never heard of that, and I'm
2: always uh, and an illness that yeah. you've never heard of. Right. Like, and side what?
4: effects all include death yeah, and yeah. lots of things that sound really scary to yeah. me. I'm like, I don't know that any of those. That's those side effects are
3: horrible. Why would you take that? That's illegal but, in Britain. So there's other countries in Europe that don't allow that. Like they've passed legislation to prevent big pharma from targeting people. But for whatever reason, in America, it's it's right. a big business. ask. Your doctor about our cool new pill. And I'm
4: always what really gets me about the marketing of that stuff is the names of these drugs. Yeah, yeah. And I remember one of the first ones was Wellbutrin. Oh, yeah. Wellness. Oh, yeah. The pill itself is named after wellness. Sounds awesome. I should be able to take this stuff and it would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and ask your doctor about it. They're telling you, go ask your doctor. You ask your doctor. Your doctor's like, yeah, whatever. Here's a script for it. Should be awesome. Here you go. Give me my cup Yeah. Give me my new mood. I mean, yeah, how yeah. many people these days in America take a pill for whatever mood they want. It's horrible, man. It's disgusting. It, it is. And it's interesting that people are, big
0: pharma can advertise uh, for Wellbutrin or Adderall or whatever the fuck. Whatever's it is, right? new now. Yeah. Whatever's the new new. But if you say, keep donuts out of your mouth and maybe go for a walk right. a few times a week. You're a dick. You might improve your psychological and physical health. You're an asshole. Now you're fat shaming. Now you're fat yeah. shaming, so we should No, they
1: did the last two months. You've seen these cards now. It's called uh it, it's called Health at Every Size.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 what? Yeah.
1: Listen to the science. Yeah. Health at every size is what? fucking dum dum Bill.
0: <laughs> yeah. i, I, really I want this. I, I want that advertisement with, like, the guy that weighs, like, 1,500 pounds or whatever, right? <laughs> health you, at they every they size. Got, they got to, like, <laughs> blow out a section. They got to, like, do a, a heavy breach on the section of his house with a forklift to get him out. It's, like, health right. at every size.
4: Well, and, and I was what is it? Like, 60% of Americans are now considered obese. Yeah. yeah. And, 67. And the only solution to that, uh, like— but I keep expecting it. You know, the word "obese" to be outlawed, so, or at least be. you know, shamed out of the, out right. of it, so it we can change be. that statistic. Because if you get rid of the term, now all of a sudden. No one's obese, and everyone's healthy at all
1: sizes. Healthy at all sizes. And, and you know, Obvious you can request right. now that your doctor doesn't weigh you because that <laughs> like that. That, brings, like ang- that. that brings on anxiety huh? and other well, health issues. Because that makes sense when you're prescribing med- medication. We hear about you it all the time, like with COVID,
4: right? Like, you know, hey, there's comorbidity. There's some other stuff at play that allowed COVID to weaken you so much that you died, and, and it's so many overweight people and they already have the precursors to heart disease they already have some kidney issues and all those different things but it's covid it's covid is covid really the problem or is it the fact that we don't have a health and physical fitness program in schools anymore or just uh, overall right you like, know you
1: ask, just you, i just two, i just realized I ask that that's a serious the, question you, you, I, I just realized that when you said that medicating somebody is directly based on a ratio to your weight yep. of the medicine. What the fuck does this mean? <laughs> like, now you're not allowed to weigh somebody? How the fuck do you know how to prescribe them? Because, because
0: they want people to go in and be like, listen, Doc, I weigh— <laughs> Is he guessing? I, like, I Doc's a Docs now
1: good at guessing? I weigh
0: 1,000 pounds, so yeah. prescribe me the correct amount of Adderall. Yeah. That's what they want. They're like, I weigh a 1,000 pounds— Oh, I need all the Adderall. Listen, Listen, to <laughs> yeah. right, Listen. <laughs> Listen to the science, boys. them all.
2: Listen to the science, Stu. All right, give me what you got.
1: Listen to the science. Stu,
0: is it weird spending this much time around the enlisted?
3: No no, 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 I like it. Yeah, I, the officers didn't want me to hang around them. I'll like
2: tell that on my way All
0: right. that that's a, that's a good. So this is a good question because I've really wondered this. I haven't I haven't listened to any of your shows. I saw it pop up in Jocko and I, I was going to listen, but I was like, you know what? I got to wait because I want to talk to you about it. What was, yeah, I don't know if you can even answer it. So you told me, no, you can't. But
3: I would imagine... You had a huge percentage of Marines that were like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh yeah, I couldn't even uh, drive through the gate without the Marines trying to shake my hand, take pictures with me. It was like it was a celebrity to <laughs> and just, a one demographic <laughs> and, and the mortal enemy to another demographic. Even what his, was his, that his, other jail, demographic? his jailer, <laughs> Lieutenant Colonels and above, really? Yeah, Majors were kind of split. Company grade officers loved me too, but Major and above, it was a why. I think, you know, there's no simple answer. I think the easy, like, as I've gone back and reflected on it, what I did was an indictment on them not doing the same thing in a lot of ways. So, you know, I don't want to speak for them, but it was easier to demonize me Mm -hmm. because then it covered up for why they didn't do the same things. Like, if you read my investigation, it's fucking heinous. Really? He just, you know, attacked my mental health was probably the easy way out. So that way they didn't have to say anything I said was correct. But if they didn't attack my mental health, they just went off the reservation with lying about me like through and through. And it was nothing objective. It was not based on the rules. Stu did this and broke the rules. It was, I don't like Stu. Let me tell you why I don't like him. Like just very subjective, personal. So and yeah, that here's was, what I think I that summarized
1: what the, on, the field grade officers thought. On the show I did with him, I, I said, you know, I compared him to Dave Chappelle because he's the only one that put his money where his mouth is. They threatened his career. He said, great, fuck my career. I'm not budging on this. Like, and that's exactly what he's saying. The other guys, they know they were wrong. They know you were right. And they were too much of a coward to fucking do anything about
4: it. And, and, you know, I've seen and talked to, uh, and one dude really pops out, an enlisted guy. He's out, a Marine. Uh, Actually, he just got out of the Marine Corps himself. And, And they were all, hey, there's a process and there's whistleblower protection. And the way you did it was all wrong and blah, blah. And I was like, gentlemen, guys. He just did what we've all been wishing a lieutenant colonel would do our entire careers. (laughs) He just did it. (laughs) And now you're at that point. Okay, we identify he broke some rules and probably violated some UCMJ. Yes. Okay. Well, I may have done that a couple times myself, but I'm not sure. I know. Pretty much everyone did. Right. But heres he's finally doing what we all wished our entire careers an officer would do. (laughs) And now you want to attack him? Because you didn't have the courage to do it yourself, like no, that's the wrong answer. And, and then, of course, the other easy route was to say that you know he did it for uh, you know furthering his career in yep. PR and PR yep.
3: and and some type of political career it's or like something like that. Every reason under the sun, except like, for he's a principled guy. Like that right. was the one thing no one said in the well, senior ranks. It was like. He's an extremist. It's political. Well, it's I'll tell you what I saw first because it. I it's had to ask crazy. Eddie how, how are, are you to gonna make Eddie
1: money this? from this? I mean, <laughs> any
3: any theory that I can come <laughs> right. up with other than this guy might just believe what well, he said. Right. What does
4: that say about our our culture generally? When the first thing we assume is that a person isn't just doing something to be a good person, to be the to do the right thing, to to stand on their principles, the American public just automatically assumes that somebody is doing it for some type of weird personal gain. You know, I, I, not to the extent that he has, but I've had a couple people say, you know, Oh, well think about all the benefits. Wink, wink. You're going to get as a congressman. And I say, well, as a representative, there's nothing a corporation sells that has that interests me. The things I value are experiences, right? Like, Suffering on a mountainside with my girlfriend hunting, you know, in the cold weather. Corporation can't give me that. Right. Right? The things I do for fun, the things I enjoy, right? Like, you know, I, I grew up on the coast fishing. You can't offer me a fishing boat. I'm, you know, you could offer me like a 80-foot biking sport fisher, you know? And I'd be like, no thanks. I mean, not... Maybe at least not unless Is you're gonna pay for probe? the fuel bill. <laughs> no. uh, you can know, afford the fuel for something. Like I barely, these days I can barely afford to put the diesel fuel in my pickup. But my truck
3: handle doesn't work. I've got to roll down the window, to open my truck. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, that's where I'm at <laughs> right, yeah. right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I that you know,
4: there. but in JT's truck, There's just like, there's just nothing a corporation has that I want. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and it's the same. Just like in the whole gun community, right? Like I don't have any sponsors or any deals with companies. All the gear that I run, I paid for myself, right? right? Because you like it, yeah. Well, I'm, I, I look for something, I have a requirement. Right. And I'm like, okay, that piece of equipment fills this requirement, I'll buy it, you know? And that's why I have stuff that's 10 years old or 15 years old or like in the case of that holster that my Glock's in. Still filling a requirement. It's like 23 years old. I actually took it the day I walked into my team room for the first time. So I'm not a gear guy, right? So I don't value that kind of stuff. Right. Right. You can't, you know, like, just like when I ran an ultra marathon, right? It was an experience that I was seeking. And there's no corporation on this planet that can buy me because they
3: don't have those type of experience. Can you talk about why you're seeking the experience of uh, being a representative? Well, just like you, I think
4: right now is the, like you mentioned this, this is, this is it. This is the time. We have like the pendulum has swung so far left and everyone that's an average American, hardworking, conservative, and and conservative-ish, even your moderate families have just been working their asses off to take care of the kids, send them to college, the American dream. And now they find out that all the while that they've been busting their asses, their American dream is getting squandered by a bunch of people that they elected and then went up there and sold them out. Mm -hmm. Racist. And it's that... That apathy that yeah. actually is part of my motivation. In other words, I, I, I still think our system is salvageable. And, and you know, the, a good point is, a lot of people say, "Well, the system's broken." And I'm like, "Is it? Is it? Or are we not using it correctly?" Because I can give you an example who've actually used our system to get everything they've wanted in the last 80 years, they're called Democrats. They've played <laughs> our system. And they've gotten everything they've asked for. It's like everything, if you go back 40 years, everything, like, or even back to the 60s, everything, the, the left-leaning socialists and, and the Democrats, because even back then, the Democrats weren't the crazy left, right? They were, they were just, they disagreed on fiscal spending. The modern Democrat, since the 80s, has become something else. They've gotten everything they've wanted. Everything. Now, most of it not through legislation. Most of it through manipulating the courts. But my point is, the system does still work. And if we would get off our, I don't want to say lazy, because that's not the right term, right? The average hardworking American's out there busting his or her ass to take care of their families. And they are not taking time to go to D.C. to protest and wear stupid pink hats. Right. Right. That's not what that hardworking blue collar American's been doing. Well, they're getting screwed. And now they're like, ah, oh, we're screwed. Right. We're screwed. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Challenge accepted. Yeah, Because there's not a single person on Capitol Hill right now that, that I have, that can intimidate me. Right? They can't intimidate me, uh, you know, I mean, do you want to go out back and fist fight? (laughs) I feel like you're joking. I'm sorry. You know, they can't intimidate me and they can't buy me. They just don't have a means to intimidate me. And now let me just go ahead and clarify. I did not hang myself. I I, I like me. If you ever find me freaking shot with my own gun, I got (laughs) cellulose on my hands. Angles match up. Everything's perfect. First and foremost, just look at Melissa real quick. You you are not a suicider. Just
2: just, see. Just make sure Melissa didn't do it.
4: But it wasn't me, right? right? And I joke, right? Um, We were joking about that earlier. That my girlfriend makes me coffee in the morning, and she jokes that she uh, she's slowly poisoning me while also enjoying what time we have left together. Right. Um, but no, that's why I say you should, probably should look at her. But I, I firmly, and I, I don't like using the word I think. I don't like that phrase. I don't use the term in my opinion, and I rarely use the term I believe. Right? Those things are theoretical. And like problem solving in the military, it's not theoretical. If you screw it up, Hmm to get killed, right? So we can't play in theory here. So I'm very reserved when I, to use those three phrases. But I am confident, right? I don't believe, I am confident that with the right people and, and more so replacing people mm-hmm. on Capitol Hill and in our government, all levels of government, because corruption happens all the way down to the county commissioner level. 100%. All the way down to the city council. City councils are probably the worst right? But I am confident that if we replace those folks that are in power now with the best people, not necessarily the right people, and that's clearly a military thing, right? We're not looking for the best people, right? We're looking for the right people. We've got to, we've got to get the right and the best, that combination of that person to replace these folks who are clearly selling our nation out. And with that, if we have those people up there who have that spine and shoulders big enough to take, tote that load and reser- resist the temptation of being bought and paid for by companies and industries, then I think we can correct this trajectory. We can flatten it out a little bit. Right now, we're on a pretty downward tra- trajectory. I think we can extend it out. And like I said, I'm, I'm confident. I don't think. I, I, it's going to take Americans participating. I agree. I, I think
0: you're spot on. I, 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 I don't like the, the rhetoric of like, the Civil War type rhetoric. I don't like it. Oh, my God. Because Me too. One, I think that's driven by a lot of people that have never actually seen war. And it's like, I, I think about this in these terms, which is I spent the majority of my adult life overseas. Yeah. Most of those places were shitholes. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they were. Right. They were war zones, so I use it in the context of right. exactly the way Trump used it. It's proper. It's actually a correct determination. There's no um, better way that, that term describes it. Yes, what you're describing well. Wow. I don't want to come back to that type of an environment mm-hmm. when we have a system that we can change from these things. Mm-hmm. Like we can actually change these right. things, and the reason I say that we can, and the reason I think there, there's a lot of hope is because of the fact that Rogan has the largest megaphone in the world. Right now. That tells us we can actually change it. Right. CNN's ratings are in the fucking, t- they're in the tank. Yeah. For a reason. People are, mm-hmm. they're done buying into the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that everybody's right in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. I'm saying people are smart. They're eventually figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. They're not doing pay for cable anymore. They're going streaming. You know why? Because commercials are dog shit. They're not buying guys with no Mm experience-based knowledge, which equals wisdom. That are fucking driving the narrative from a teleprompter. They're listening to long-form conversations about complex issues, having debate, and they're sick of it. They're fed up. They're saying, no, we need change. That's what I think Trump represented was change, which is real, definitive change. There's a guy that's never been in politics. He's, I, as far as I could tell, he, he nobody in his family had even been in politics. And he came in, and not only was he elected, but he was elected, and I, I would say almost re-elected, but the, after a barrage. Like, he was in a siege circumstance, a media siege circumstance, for four years. Right. Just, I, boom, boom, Trump, boom. Like they were <laughs> they were locked and cocked. Like, what was that? Yeah. Russia, Russia, Russia? They were like eh, yeah, for the first two years?
1: And what yeah, happened?
0: Yeah. That's my and, question. And, it's like, what happened? Right. Where are the heads? Because all these guys said all this fantastic, fantastical bullshit, and none of those heads rolled. Nobody got right. fired.
1: Trump could have cured
4: cancer and they would have still destroyed him. Would right? have mattered. They 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 mounted one heck of attack against him. I mean, mm. every day. Every day? Yeah, nonstop. It was propaganda. Every I didn't day. not know the left had over, over to
0: resolve. Over. Boy, good God, they did. And, and I think there are two things which I saw during that, which was holy shit, these guys really hate him. And holy shit, they got some big levers to pull. Right. Like, whoa. Like, if they don't want somebody in there, they got some levers they can pull. And that's... Yeah. it's nasty. Oh, yeah. The it's other horrible. thing with. I think with the, with the pandemic, that I really, I, I'm somewhat hopeful for this, which is, sounds a little bit crazy. So Stu, <laughs> hold on to your hat, which is, I think people pull back the curtain a little bit and they saw just how ridiculous a lot of these policies and how uninformed, politically motivated and corrupt the system was based on these. Like, why did we shut down the economy over the flu? It doesn't right. make sense. Now, right. I'm not discrediting anybody that's ever, you know, passed away from this. Right. I'm not saying it wasn't dangerous. But when, when we're looking at this over the last couple of months, and you're looking at the death toll go down and the caseload go up. Okay. Uh, um, so how... If it's doing this, like that's a good thing. So why right. are we gonna like shut down well, our economy again? And you had all these people who are like wear three masks and a spacesuit and let's kill our fucking economy. Let's tear our fucking country apart over this fucking thing. That's like everybody getting everybody getting vaccinated. And you're like, geez, man, is this really worth it? Like,
2: right. is it it's really
0: horrible.
4: worth it? Well, here we are two years later, right? Just shy of two years. So now we actually have data. We actually have things we can look at. Lots. And the data completely suggests that there's entire like the military is a great example. For overall the military is far more healthy than the average American demographic, right? So they're at a very tiny risk. And then they force them to get a, a vaccine. And of course the argument is, well, they're not actually forcing them. Like, hold you, on. You just You're told have them- to explain this to me. <laughs> they're not forcing them. Well,
3: what, what yeah, do you, I think I think it, they, they, are. Have they, are, so, right? they have they, an option. They are well, because they have an option. They can get That's out. But yeah, yeah, they can get out with thing. a general under honorable. So they're not even giving them honorable right. discharges Coded right for now n- for no n- barter service. It's
4: crazy. So th- that, that you heard my that, theory, I heard Stu. this argument, yeah, did. That just like when a corporation mandates a VAX, well. The people have an option. They don't have to get the VAX. They can go find another job. I'm like, whoa, that's not a real option. And and so I use the military as an example just because you know they're clearly near and dear to my heart, but they're a healthy population, generally speaking, right? More healthy than the average American population. So they don't need the VAX. The risk to them is higher from the VAX. And, And people say, well, there's very little risk to... The, to, to the vaccine. I'm like, well, there have been people die from it. We know that. Johnson & Johnson's vaccine has been pulled off the market and no one talked about it, right? That was never really a news story. But no, you can't get this vax because it caused blood clots. That's bad, right? So that if you look at the numbers and you actually analyze it, like an adult, it's like, oh, wait a minute. This group over here is not at risk. Maybe we'll let them go without a vax. But you know, we should highly suggest, not mandate, that older, overweight people maybe they should get it, or you know, whatever the answer is, the data, the actual information, the data, mm-hmm. not the made-up science, right? The old follow-the-science. The data starts driving our behavior now.
1: You want we're, we're there. You want to hear my theory? <laughs> or, because <laughs> this is here's my Alex Jones hat. Oh, hit it. Uh, the. Th- First thing that they did once Secretary Austin got into power was this extremism witch hunt. Oh correct? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. So what's a really fast way to get all the hard right Trumpers out of the military self-selecting? Right. Make the Vasques mandate. You yeah. get them to raise their hand voluntarily and you filter them out. Right. That's why I think this was the way it That's, was. Well, they were they knew that DOD was the biggest threat to their way of life because. The DOD attracts people that don't think like them. Right. So how do we fucking filter that well, shit now out? Now that
4: we've gotten rid of all of them, what are we going to do with this whole Ukraine problem?
1: Right. You know how yeah. a military. Oh shit, Who we just kicked kicked all, all our fucking all out.
4: Yeah.
0: I just well, want to point that you know, out. I think if they chess. I think if they 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 load up a, you know, a bunch of C5's full of fucking chocolate pudding and just dump it over in the Ukraine. I think that's that's, I mean, that's good. Problems, yeah. I mean, that's pink, hats, pink hats? Pink hats? Pink hats pink pudding. The other thing that a lot of people haven't <laughs> talked about, and we haven't talked about it because we were, we we're working in the, in the, behind this, which was then they tried to force small businesses, so businesses under 1,000 employees, to require through OSHA, mm-hmm. which was just struck down by the Supreme Court, and it was a law that was from nineteen seventy one to were Okay, so all of us were like, oh fuck. Like, right. like what what are we gonna do? Because you know, the fines were individual per day. Huge. So huge. For a company like us, like it would, it would have bankrupt. It would have fucking destroyed us. So yeah. you're looking at this thing and you're trying to figure out like, how do we navigate this OSHA requirement? Because We're not going to term people. Legislating via an agency. Mm. Legislating via an agency and then pulling in your small business, by the way. So it will directly impact small business. It's not going to impact above 1,000. It's not going to impact some of these guys. It's going to directly impact small business. Who directly benefits from the collapse of small business? Big Big business.
3: Corporations. They
2: did
0: that in the beginning of the pandemic. They They closed down the small businesses and they left the big
3: ones open. They left the big ones open and then subsidized
0: Uh, them, gave them benefits that everybody else didn't. And then companies like ours, we're, well, Barstool and ours, like we're giving, we still, to this day, Mm -hmm. we're still giving $5,000 a week to veteran small businesses. Still to this day for for the impact. The stock price from, you know, Amazon and Walmart and all these other countries, companies, went through the roof. All the smaller companies are impacted. And now
4: you're going to shove it down their fucking throats again. Right. So, well, Man, a good example that I saw myself hmm. is farm supply stores. Right? I live in yeah. North Carolina. And to go to any town, any major town, I've got to go through a lot of little towns. Hmm. And all of your small mom and pops feed stores are closed. And they've been replaced with tractor supply right. company. Right, these big companies greatly benefited because they could suck up the the, the they could distribute their right. revenues across different areas, different states, and that. mom and pop they got one little tiny area yeah. that they pay have few revenues yeah. from. And shut, shut gone. Them down. Have they're you ever thought
1: revenue? of the why though? Like, here's what I've been unpacking. Like, places like Walmart are created to to take away the influence of the average person. Mm -hmm. Your average American will go to their job, go to Walmart, because it has everything from groceries to everything. Convenient. Their favorite bar and home. Limit their influence so we keep you dumb, medicated, and shutting the fuck up. We're laying the framework for this metaverse to take over and no one to leave their homes. This is the first phase. I have a really hard time being... Badass. <laughs> the
4: yeah. metaverse looks big I haven't worked for they before. I have a hard time jumping on the conspiracies, right? Because I don't conspiracy think it's theorists. they. I think it's... Well,
0: I, I, I well, think, you're I think right. what started
4: happening this. was this stuff started evolving and big corporations became a thing and mom and pop started closing down. Walmart became a thing. Amazon became a thing. And then they
1: realized what they had and then they started exploiting well, it. I want to give you this. Here's something that they didn't they didn't anticipate. Social media gave everybody a voice yeah. in the year 2010. Right. All of a sudden, every single human being, every single American that had a Facebook account and an Instagram account could now speak up. Mm-hmm. And this was a correction. Wait a minute. We can't have that. Right. This is too much, well, and tr- you know now, Trump getting elected could have been the fucking right. the hey trigger the plan that we've had. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sounding right. like one of them right yeah. now, but fucking look at how no, this it, happens. Right. Like it's, it's, there had to be a course correction because never once do we you know there is a battle between the people having the power and the government having well, the power.
0: You, you can see it even within the the corporate. Like, and I'll rewind, which is I'm I'm with you in the context of. The government is representative representative of the people, right? So when we look at should be supposed to should well, be. But what I'm saying is like the CIA, the NSA, oh, it is the, the government, of the same like the, the, type of the yeah, people like we're we're the right. same people, right? right? It's like right. we we come from these communities. Right. We worked in the government a long time. Like most of our friends right. are like normal fucking human beings. they're not like mm-hmm. uh, it's a good cross section robots. It's a fairly good cross section mm-hmm. of people from all around the United States. Right. Even in the Intel service, believe it or not, yeah, uh, and a lot of those people are very patriotic considering the work that they do when they go through a lot of fucking pain, a lot of triumph to get into those positions just so they can serve because they love the country. Mm -hmm. But when you have so much, so on the other side, when you have so much corporate influence in politics, so it's different, not necessarily uh, the, the representatives, it's a corporate influence in politics. Well, who's writing the fucking legislation? Corporations.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So when I look at it, I look at it as like corporations are built for one thing. They don't have a soul. They don't have uh, one single ethics uh, that they're, they're right. Western
4: philosophy or ethics that they're abiding by. What they're abiding corporations by corporations were is initially profit. created to shield the individual owner from liability. But it's, right? but
0: it's, but it's profit. That's what <laughs> right. they're, they're ethically beholden to the shareholders for profit. That's what they're there to do. That's it. So now some of this has like been uh, changed through ESG is what they're called, uh, the standards. And as we're like doing what we're doing with our company, but that was one of the big pivots that we made is we're, we're a benefits corp. So it's different. Profits are not first. It's we're profitable, but what we do with our money is primary concern for the investors. So I'm not beholden to the shareholder for a continuation of annual return. I am beholden to the shareholder to take our profits and turn them into good for the veteran community. That's who I answer to. The board that runs the company in our charter runs it that way. That was the only, and I'm not, this isn't like a drum for me to go, look how cool my company is. I'm saying, no, there has to be something more than profit that you're pursuing. So when you have this, this, this maniacal sociopathic endeavor towards profit and shareholder returns. And you have an endless supply of money. What it does is it erodes what we feel, what what I feel is the moral fiber of what real Americans have every day. So to your point with Walmarts, the Walls, I'm sure, are probably an incredible family. Like I'm sure like one of their their sons was an SF guy who was killed in Vietnam. That's beside the point. That company doesn't have Western ethics or philosophy grounding in it. saying, it prob- okay, it we have to did when Sam
4: started it for sure. Like right. everything
0: I've heard about the guy, he's like an incredible entrepreneur, and yeah. it, and it is. It's a better way. When I say it's a, it's a more optimized and efficient way for the consumer to get their goods. Convenience. There's
4: zero doubt. We will pay that, for
0: convenience. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Now, like Uber, like Uber
4: already is, like, Uber is. Convenient. It's we super pay convenient. I would
0: fucking hate yeah. Uber or any of these, Lyft or any of these, to go away and go back to taxis. Can you mm-hmm. remember that shit? Mm-hmm. No, that taxis horrible. were horrible.
1: Yeah, that was a court That yeah. was a correction. Yeah. It was like, like it was hey. like you guys fucked this up so bad. It left a space for well, someone to for come in and well, The in. cool thing
4: is what what is also what but, you got Lyft and, and Uber. Now they've created a black market where you don't have to be this licensed cabby company. No, because so now the is this the, black market,
1: and the black market Uber lifts are my favorite. Yeah, because if you know, <laughs> are, the, if, if if you know anything really about appreciate. cab I'm companies, like, yeah. it was a crazy, yeah. weird, like— like, like it, you had to a, apply and pay yeah. your dues and the unions and everything right. like that. It was all it was crazy. crazy. Yeah, so it, was it was wild. Like, the cab awesome. companies are crazy, right. and they and they well, didn't have got to the be black nice.
4: Guys that are giving the middle finger to Uber's establishment because right. Uber has has started taking more and more from the drivers. So it's like. Yeah, you know, if I, if I can walk out and there's like, oh, look, right over there, that dude, he's a black market guy. I'll go, I'll pay him in a second.
0: And by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, it's not a condemnation from my perspective to big business. It's a condemnation to the sense of how shareholders and what shareholders expect. They're still shareholders. They're people that own portions of the stock. They're still people. They can expect more from their corporate interests. And we can also put really strict firewalls between politics and profit. Right. And when, it's, when those two things are combining, it's like combining mm-hmm. church and state. Things get pretty fucking weird real fast, right. right? We've seen it in the context of like, everybody says, well, we, we want more of this and this, and we want more of this and this. I'm like, no, there has to be a clear line because I've seen what it looks like to have too much of a religion defining the entire political po- politics. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily get to choose you're thinking about it only from the context of my religion. That's what I'm thinking is going to be up there. Wait a minute. Flip yeah. the tables. If we start combining these two things, there's not a strict firewall. That's why it works. Right. And that's why I think my, my whole point was that, was it's not a condemnation of, of profit or corporation. It's the wall needs to be separate,
4: like a very strict wall between big business, profit, and politics. Right. You know, I, I said this last night kind of jokingly, but it's, it's not a joke. What's the lowest common denominator of every single problem on this planet. People. Yeah. If tomorrow Mother Nature got rid of us, within days, the earth would be back to homeostasis and happy. We create problems. Well, if we can create problems, we can solve them. And as I was leading up to my announcement, I really switched my social, started something I should have done a long time ago, putting all my how to shoot better stuff over on my company page. (laughs) Right, right. Right? And so, you know, when I announced, a lot of people were like, "Mm." we saw it coming because my personal Instagram page, I started talking more about social responsibility, getting involved. And the number one question I would get is, what can I do? Mm -hmm. What can I do? Well, okay. Everyone says we had a really bad election and there was lots of election fraud last time, Right. And whether you agree with that or not, you can still go be a poll volunteer. You sure can. No matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. Sure can. If you're a good person, go volunteer. Yeah, but the Tony. North, North Carolina GOP, or the, the vice chair of North Carolina's GOP, told me they are asking for 15,000 people to volunteer for the polls this election. 15,000 people. And that might sound like a lot, but millions millions but- of North Carolinians are going to go vote. Well, I don't know if millions will, but the population's millions, right? So you got asking for 15,000 people to go spend a few hours and get involved in our republic,
1: in our elections. And people are like, Ooh, oh, I don't know. But that is because priority, Tony. Right. Everybody wants change, but no one will put their fucking money where their mouth mm-hmm. is. You know why? What is... Do we all gather with seventy-five thousand people once a week yeah. to watch someone throw a fucking ball <laughs> in a stadium? Yeah. No one gives a shit. They're no. just waiting for the next fucking iPhone. Yeah. Like that's the problem. They yeah. all want to bitch, so but no one will put we, their fucking money where their mouth Americans is.
4: Americans have, have created this. Have allowed this yes. problem to happen. They got complacent. We reelect the same people we hate. Right? How many incumbents are going to get reelected this year?
2: I don't know, Nancy Pelosi
4: of- had just announced that she's going to run again. So wow! Thank I thought God. she had just right. announced like she was going to die. <laughs>
2: yeah. Is she old enough yet? Um,
4: no, she yeah. she said, when when she- "I
0: have got uh, I, I've got an infinite heart implant. Uh, <laughs> theoretically, I could live forever." Right. So you know, yeah. she, we got let to look for. I it made to. a deal
4: with the devil. Yes. And <laughs> I we'll went to forever. Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> went down to Georgia. I, got a I kicked the
1: senators a out, and, and I, I made a deal.
4: It's 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 insane if. Even if, if San Francisco, that, that if you go, there's an app right now that if you want to see where all the human feces <laughs> yeah, are, yeah, you, you can see, see that? It, yeah. There's an app where, somebody showed me this the what other mean? day, that it's a map and there's little brown poopy things on all the different places that they have confirmed there's human poop on the sidewalk in San Francisco. That
1: means hundreds if not thousands of people have taken the time to go, ooh, poop. Yeah, that's yeah. more time right. than they've invested in trying to fucking fix our problems. Right. So why would you? Why are there not people in the streets? Probably the in same San guy Francisco. shitting everywhere,
3: just yeah. <laughs> marking it on his the phone. one guy. Yeah. But like, you're
4: welcome, San Francisco. Really, Pelosi? Right? If you if you reelect Pelosi or anyone who's been at Capitol Hill for more than one or two terms. You are the problem. It's the same, it's
0: the same thing with You're Mitch the McConnell, problem. with half these guys, it, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, yep. all these guys. Like Play it's partisan. the same fucking problem. Same problem. Same problem. No. People same. People have to change party. their priorities. It's literally, it's, it's the same party. It's, it's it, when two different wings on the same. <laughs> they're they're playing, bird. like they they're they're on stage for us. They're they're wearing red and blue. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, they're wearing. The same fucking what thing a money, green-colored corporations. Green. It looks like a NASCAR track behind this. Thing. <laughs> right. We should be able. That
1: Robin Williams. They should
0: have yes. to wear. It. Yeah, wear yeah. the jackets. Like Robin yeah. Williams. It's like they, yeah. should, they should. have to wear all that. All, all their sponsors, yeah.
4: and it's not right. hard to find out which corporations have donated to which of, of the politicians. It's, it's not hard. It's out there. Except for when you, you know they can uh, find uh, out which Democrats he donated to nine years ago. Yeah.
3: So you know what, man. Um...
4: Somebody
2: you know,
3: actually sent me that donation. Like, I was telling you, I get those thousands of messages. 2008, Somebody Mosul, took the time to send me 2008, donation. Mosul, Iraq. And I was like, "You He oh, was either okay, there or he they, might not have so. there. Dude, but to go let's to the
0: pretend range. this. We used to go to the range and shoot and have competitions every fucking week. Every week, and I, you might have even started it there. I'm not we exactly sure. Yeah, we were constantly, yeah. The fucking were dudes bet fun. me because they knew what would hurt me the most. And literally... When I lost that fucking bet, which was, we there's a telephone pole like 100 yards out there, whatever it was. Those old metal telephone yes. poles. You know? And I was like, I'll fucking hit that thing. Nobody else could fucking hit it. Well, I missed. I lost. And I had to contribute 500 bucks. To so Obama's campaign. No, it gets worse because you saw, it, I think you might have saw, it. I had to wear
1: an Obama, Obama shirt t-shirt.
0: downtown DC when I came back. And we went from bar to bar to bar to yeah. bar. So, as you know, you guys have been in the military a long time. As Tony was in my old organization for a long time, how far would an overt Democrat go in our organization for nine years? Do you think that that could I could have like even survived in that organization? Would have been eaten by the wolves. Here's my point. They knew I was like the worst fire breather of most of them, like most of them. Then I was like, shut, uh, shut up with that fucking politics, man. You're like, you're freaking me out. Like, leave me alone. So they knew how they could fucking hurt me. I even have the picture of they were fucking laughing their asses phone. off. I have it on my phone. You're hammered. It's like Green beret guy fucking wearing, you know, my fucking shirt. And it's the whole family. <laughs> and... They had to watch you me make the, the, this you donation. The on your shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's all airbrushed too. Here's it's the thing: airbrushed. is like I had to make this fucking donation in front of the entire team in the fucking Mosul right. team room. You Everybody know, stood around there, and I was like, "Fuck!" So I went back and I donated to McCain. But dude, it was five hundred bucks. I wasn't making that much money, so I only donated <laughs> like four hundred to McCain. I'm like. That's yeah, close enough. Right. But I was God, I didn't know it was
1: going <laughs> to come back. Like, holy oh, shit! Know, you know,
4: over ten years ago, and you saying that you gave to McCain as a as like a, a makeup tells me like how little you knew about politics. Because I'm guessing nowadays you wouldn't he, have no, donated. He, to he Mc- was the only guy. <laughs> right. it,
1: was, it was either him or. Right. There's only two guys. Man, and my like, whole point in this though is let's just pretend the bet didn't happen. Let's pretend you gave Obama money. Here we are right now, and you've got Tony Cowden on your show. You switched. So what fucking (laughs) more do you want, guys? What more do you want? He switched. Like, you won. You You fucking won.
2: Man,
4: here's what I, when, when it's been brought to my attention about, like, the stuff with, uh, um, uh, What was the kid that shot the dude in the bicep? Kyle. Yeah, y'all didn't sponsor him or whatever. When that stuff came out, you know, my social media, man, I'm not... I don't have time to look at all the stuff that was going on. It was interesting. Once, you know, we all reconnected and stuff, I realized, I don't even follow Black Rifle Coffee, right? And I'll admit that to y'all right now. But But you know what I did follow? Black Rifle Gives, right? And that was my... Anytime anyone said anything bad about you guys, I'm like, I'm not even super in tune to what even happened, but I know Evan and I know he's not, he's not against, he's for the people. I know the dude, right? So if something was taken out of context that he said, I'm like, also, he has a big company he's responsible for with a lot of employees. If it, he's he's got to take care of them. There's some liability involved in all this. I'm sure it was well thought out. Clearly, they're not idiots. It was like, but also, if you want to know what Black Rifle is really about, go look at Black Rifle Gifts. The amount of dough you guys give away is blows my mind, right? And like, you know, my very good friend Travis would second chance Kano. Oh, yeah. right? You guys yeah, yeah. totally squared him away with enough money to take and build his kennels. It was huge, right? And actually, it was because of the money... My girlfriend didn't even know Travis, didn't know that I knew Travis. He was just some dude that had dogs that stepped right. And she's like, oh, cute dog. Yeah. Well, when she saw y'all's Black Rifle Gives post that y'all were giving to some dude that gives, has a kennel and is training dogs, dude, she went to Travis's website and gave him a nice donation. Right. I would say almost as much as she contributed to my campaign. <laughs> and he hit me up because he knew her name. He's like, bro, your girlfriend, exclamation point. I'm like, oh, crap, bro. What'd she do now? You know, I'm like, why is Travis hitting me up and saying, bro, your girlfriend? I'm like, what? 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 What's going on? What'd she do? So she just donated X amount of dollars to my, to the, the nonprofit, man. That is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I have no vis on that. And I hit when I got home, I hit her up. I was like, hey, honey, you know, Travis just hit me up and said that you donated a nice amount to his, to Second Chance. And she's like, yeah, I saw about him on... Uh, she's like, oh, you know him? I'm like, yeah, we work together. We're like, we're buds. Yeah. Puma, the pictures I sent you in a little fur missile, that's Travis. And she goes, oh, well, I learned about him on Light Rifle Gives. right? So I get aggravated when the short-sightedness and this, the mob mentality, especially on the conservative side, who clearly understands that the mob mentality of the left has gotten so many of our rights taken away that they would jump on you guys' back so quickly in that mob mentality without looking at the other evidence that supports otherwise, it's, it's disheartening.
0: I I don't I, I don't even care about it anymore in the context of like there there's a section of Twitter that I'm I'm earmarking as like the purity police, right? And they're policing all the other conservatives to make sure that they're good conservatives and they're all adhering to the party line. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Because if you don't adhere to the, to what they what they
1: have deemed as the definition. Yeah,
3: you're a rhino.
0: You're yeah. 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 Then they then they all go rhino hunting and and whatever that might be. And, and honestly, I like a lot of these guys. So I can't really say like I don't find a lot of entertainment in some, in yeah. some of it. Like DC Drano is fucking hilarious. I love it. And he's also a friend of ours, right? Like Rogan's a friend of ours. I don't agree with him hundred percent of the time politically. I think his fucking page is hilarious, by the way. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of these guys that I feel like, man, they're they're. Pretty fucking funny. They're mm-hmm. meme pages and they're this and they're that. But then some of these people, and I've looked at them, right? I've, I've, I, I shouldn't say a lot of them, but I'm like, you don't have any life experience. You, you <laughs> like, I talk to guys in my life that are like,
4: they, they own okay, companies. Okay, boomer.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. Yeah, it's right like, yeah. okay, okay
0: boomer, boomer. Or, yeah, or it's like, I can talk to you. You're, you're a former lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps. Yep. You have shit I want to listen to. Like, it's you want to talk. Experience. There's there's ears open. Right. Why in the fuck do I care about some 26-year-old that graduated from some dimwit, halfwit university and they're $150,000 in debt, and now all they are is just running their fucking mouths because they got a blue check mark. Oh, by the way, don't. Because I can pick up the phone and call guys that actually have real-life experience. Well, where... I can talk to you guys like Tony. Like, I can call him. I can talk to fucking Jay. He's built three or four different fucking businesses. Yeah. I can call my co-CEO, was the CEO of 5'11 uh, Tactical and Panda Express and Taco Bell. And oh, by the way, he was a former Marine Corps officer that got a Harvard MBA right. that was a fucking Duke well. lacrosse player. I don't want to listen to these idiots. That was part of it's the, the
4: you know, everybody gets a trophy yeah. phenomenon that yeah. happened. That Now that generation has grown up. They're starting to sort it out, I think. I think that that Gen X bunch has figured out that, you know what? Now that we're in the real world, yeah, the whole trophy thing would have been cool if we'd have learned that. Uh, you know, our generation, my generation, you know. It just and, sucks. And the people it that are 10 not years to old win. Me, they, they raised a bunch of kids to think that their opinions, (laughs) right, and their lack of experience equals... The same. Educated experience. Youthful ignorance, right, is, oh, blissfulness. No, it's ignorance. And ignorance doesn't equal experience. And, you know, experience with practical application, right, all that together, knowledge becomes wisdom. And, you know, I I look back at, you know, like my 25-year-old self. Well, I, I turned 25... Uh, after, two months after we invaded Afghanistan. Right. So, you know, I, I infilled into Afghanistan, had all the money and all that kind of stuff, and I'm like, wow, I could tell you this cool story that would make me sound like this mature adult. The reality was there was only really one country you could ex- you could, know, uh, that you could trust me with that amount of money that I had in my backpack to go into that country. It was Afghanistan, because it was nothing for me to blow the taxpayers' dollars on. That's a fact. Uh, fact. If you would have sent me with that kind of money that I had in my backpack (laughs) to Miami,
1: into yeah, even Miami, (laughs) Colombia, Puerto Rico,
4: Romania, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. right, I would have probably bought a helicopter and who knows what else, right? I mean, we thought about it. I was a child, even when I was older, and and, (laughs) and it's hard to explain because when we were all that age, we were idealistic, right? Ah. We, We had it all figured out. We all those lieutenant colonels, they sucked. You know, they tell me to shine my boots, but they don't. Of course, you know, I'm dating myself because most military folks don't even remember what it was like to shine some boots. <laughs> um, uh, and, and God bless you for that, right? Suede boots. But um, I used to joke that that was the end of our military is when they got rid of shining boots. But, man, it, it, I've given up trying to convince inexperienced, blissfully idealistic young people that they don't know what they're talking about. I don't even care anymore. I'm not trying to have that conversation. The conversation I'm trying to have with them now is take your idealism and turn it into activism, right? Participate, participate. Go volunteer for somebody's campaign, right? I'll take volunteers. I could definitely stand some. Uh, you know, I don't have those deep family pockets to fund my own campaign, um, but find someone. I don't care if you're a Democrat Republican, find a campaign and a candidate for something and go volunteer for them. Figure out how the system works. The reason why our government is so able to do whatever it wants is because we are also blissfully ignorant. We spend all our day doing this when we could be down at the GOP headquarters in our county. Or, you know, if you're a Democrat, go volunteer. Get, get, part, get involved in this system. The system is not broken. The people manipulating the system have broken our country. That's different. The system is damn near perfect. There's a couple think, things I, we could tweak to I don't modernize think you it. Would, I don't think you would find a Democrat
0: that's, that's trying to become a representative say that you could go and volunteer for either side and it would be great. I don't no, think you, I don't think you, no, could no, find you would find one. No. I, I really don't think you would
4: be able to. Right. I, I am... I, well, I don't agree with the left and the social type policies. I don't agree with them. I know they don't work, right? They go against human nature, right? Human, human nature is to take care of yourself and your
3: community. I don't know. So really? human nature can also be lazy. And I think that's a lot yeah. of the social welfare drives that laziness. So- right. But I agree in terms of a Successful. Com- com- Complex society right. Exactly Successful right To be effective, human nature You have right. to have independence You have to have motivation You have to have right. accountability On the individual and societal level um, That's why I, I tend to veer towards Conservativism conservatism Because uh, I think those social welfare programs Have just demonstrated That they don't work very well No, of course they don't Because it's a government
4: solution In times of economic prosperity. We see Americans give to charities and charities go and take care of people, right? Just like my Rifle Gives or uh, Task Force Dagger or any of these things that came out of the war. These charities, us taking care of our own community. Why? Because the VA wasn't doing it. The government wasn't doing it. VA you know, is a
3: perfect example of a government, a large government organization yeah, not working. It, Trump not working. actually came out with the Veterans Choice where veterans could go out to independent practice. Mm -hmm. And since Biden's come in office, the VA was losing money because those veterans were going out into private practice, and they've stopped allowing that quietly. So now the VA waits are long because if they go into private practice, they lose money, they lose staff, they can't take care of them. Like the the VA reform, (sighs) talking about this last decade, they need to just blow the VA up and send everyone to private practice because it's the perfect example of large government organizations don't work. Like private practice in my opinion, across all walks of life is just proven through action to be more effective. Now, when you say blow up the VA, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, well, <laughs> good point. Yeah, that, so, that, that, I, there's
2: a, the other headline. It's <laughs> extremely she extreme, extreme, extreme. Yeah. <laughs> Great, Great point,
3: Tony. <laughs> I, and you know what? I
4: caught myself, and in this community, and the folks that are going to be watching this, maybe I won't get a soundbite used against me. But I was using when I was talking, I was calling, making those courtesy calls that I gave, like all you guys. And I was like, I'm, I'm talking to dudes. And I'm like, look, listen up, man. I'm doing this in 2022. But you need to start thinking about 2024, right? Grooming the next generation, which we were talking about this earlier. It it drives me insane that incumbents won't get involved in primaries. Like in my mind, that's exactly who should be bringing up the next generation and supporting the next generation. But like me right now, I don't care about endorsements. There's really not anybody on Capitol Hill right now that I want an endorsement from. I endorse Tony. I'm officially endorsing Tony right now. I endorse Tony Three official endorsers <laughs> yeah. as we Good. speak right now. Four counting Melissa, and <laughs> she's not always certain. <laughs> so, um, you know, she is clearly my biggest supporter, right? I couldn't do this without her. So right now, yeah, I have that many endorsements. But my point to that is, right, like, the whole mess. It, it, the fact that incumbents won't support up-and-coming candidates drives me insane. So as I was talking to, like, Mike Jones and Mike Glovers and everybody I got on the phone, I was like, look, bro, while I'm talking about doing this in 2022, we need to already start having this conversation about 2024, right? So when you announce, and they're like, whoa, no, bro, I don't want to do that. Bro, I don't want to do this either, (laughs) right? Like, my dream job is in D.C. I turned down full-time employment in Northern Virginia for the last 16 years. Yeah. I don't want to live up there. I That's don't right. want to work in D.C. No one does. I was there for the, uh, the mandate march on Sunday. Right. And I was just standing there. I went to Capitol Hill, and I just stood there and looked at it. And I turned around and looked around. You can see so much of D.C. It's like this entire mess that I'm looking at, every building out here was built to mooch off the people in that building. And I was like, I, I kind of got a little angry, a little aggravated. And then I was like, okay, cool. I went to the Vietnam Memorial to kind of sober myself. Yeah, you know? Really good picture yeah. you got there. Yeah. That was a good yeah, picture. Yeah, man. It, you know, <laughs> it's just like, hey, man, let me, let me, because I was starting to get angry. And I've spent my, my entire adult career being pretty apolitical, just, hey, man, go do the job. Right? And I, I would stay Poor out America. of politics. Just go do the job for America. Do, right. Yeah. And, and because, you know what, I did, the American people chose our commander in chief. I did what the commander in chief told us, right? That's our duty. But now I'm sitting there looking at the Capitol. And it was funny because one of the police officers, you know, you can't even get closer to the Capitol right now. It's 300 meters that you're walled off. Oh, seriously? Yeah. And, and it's, now it's, it's not the walls. They're up there. The big chain link bench is up there, right, up the steps. And I asked the, uh, the, the young female police officer at Wild Power. I was like, hey, excuse me, officer. Uh, any chance you could escort me to those steps? And let me get a picture up there. And she's like, no. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm running for US House and I hopefully here in a few months, I'll see you and I'm going to take a picture on those steps. Yeah. And she just kind of looked at me and I was like, mm, yeah, I'll be back. She just like kind of smiled. That's a great story. She just kind of smiled, yeah. you know? She was like, who yeah, is yeah. this dude? Because you know me, man. I wear jeans, ropers, and, you know, my daggone Wrangler jean jacket. It's, the only reason I like wore it you should. out because I actually washed it. you know. But it's right. the same jacket I wear to work every single day. Right. And I mean, I don't plan on changing anything about me. I don't want this job. And that's why I promised four terms, eight years, waivable, potentially only to five. I'm making that promise to everyone. Right? I will not spend the rest of my life working in D.C. Because going into this, Melissa and I, so we've been dating for 10 years. Right? In my mind, we're married, right? Everybody asks us about getting married, and I'm like, last time I checked, marriage is between two human beings and God, not the state of North Carolina. Well, I'm not asking the state of North Carolina so I can be married to Melissa. You're
0: not I, asking for permission from the government, no, Tony? Not so much. That's weird.
4: I also you don't, don't
0: need a certification that's stamped by the government to I declare your love don't for don't another have a human being.
4: Weapons that's weird.
2: Yeah that's yeah. A, how I also is that possible you don't have a concealed
4: weapons permit right? <laughs> you mean my, you, my you, don't ha-
0: you don't have to ask you know? for permission to carry yeah. a
4: gun yeah. hey. and i'm not recommending any You're an outside gonna... of the box thinker you're a radical bro <laughs> yeah violent extremist He's
0: violent extremist it doesn't require right? a marriage
4: certificate sanctioned by right. the fucking
0: state of North Carolina well,
4: for you to declare your love to someone? She and I, I for 10 years, right? And, and and Lord knows, right, people ask me, like, about drinking and stuff. I quit drinking because of her. I realized, luckily enough, I'm just smart enough to realize how amazing she is. So I quit drinking and everything, man. Like, when we worked together way back when, it was, let's go home and party for three weeks. I'll be back to sober up in, in three to four weeks, you know? Dry we out. used to go to Iraq to I'm dry, dry out. out. That was the joke, but I'm not sure it was a joke. Well, then she came along, man, and just changed my whole life, right? Well, we have been talking about moving out west. We both love the mountains. We're not beach people, even though we, you know, we've both spent our whole lives within miles of you know, the Atlantic Ocean. We want to move the mountains. We were looking. We had narrowed it down to a, a house and a property in Idaho Falls. We both agreed we really like it. Maybe we should put an offer in it. And then my good buddy, Hilario Pantano, who ran for Congress in District 7, and he lost, sadly. But between him and the now incumbent, David Rouser, they did oust a Democrat. That's a Marine? hmm Yeah. Lago Pantano. He, Rob- he was a Marine that was charged with murder with the two uh, killings in uh, Fallujah. You know, um, very, that was, he was one of the first ones that is yeah. it. Is it N- Guys? NCIS that went after him the Navy? Uh, uh, Navy yeah, crew? correct.
3: Yeah, so he yeah. was at a stop, told the insurgents to, you know, stop, freeze, and they they took off and- shot him and yeah. that, that was that but well, it was excessive they, they tried to claim it was excessive because he put like a full mag in in him or something like that yeah. i don't know the facts yeah.
4: that i've always joked with him that that was just fraud fraud waste and abuse <laughs> yeah right like you don't need a whole magazine to shoot two two it's dirt a fair bags. it's a fair but yeah that's what a fair really suspicion. i think what happened was there so the part that they never talked about with elario was that his platoon had taken casualties Right. So the emotions were probably a little high. Right. This is a young Marine Corps lieutenant who just lost some of his boys.
3: Yeah. In, in he, a He place. was
4: fire enlisted, though, right? In, in, he was yeah, fire enlisted. Yeah. So but it was his first combat deployment. But I mean, they were in Fallujah. And you remember with Fallujah, right? Like, get out unless you want to fight. So if you're in Fallujah, you'll want to fight. Right. We told him that. Well, anyway, he, his battalion motto, the, the Warlords, I'm not sure which battalion that is, true, true. Um, said it was no, wor- no better friend, no worse enemy. Well, they made a sign and they hung it on those those folks' bodies. But anyway, that luckily he was cleared, man. But they our U.S. government went after him, and I met him right after he was cleared of that stuff. And he was, it was kind of funny, man. He was almost broken, right? They'd almost broke his his soul, his resolve, and you know his family—two young sons, his wife, freaking—they were just—they went through so much crap. And this is this is like you know a, a dude who loved America. He was an enlisted dude. Scout sniper, went to Wall Street, was doing great on Wall Street. 9-11 happened right down the road from where he works every day. And he dropped what he was doing and got a commission and just enough time to be in Iraq, right? That, that's the dude you want to put in jail? That's the dude who's going to help you. That's the dude who's going to help America. So anyway, that's a whole sidebar with Olario. But Olario came by my house on Easter Day last year. And I was like, man, we were just catching up. I hadn't seen him in a bit, and... It, i said man what do you think if if i decided to he's like yes right now right now this is the only <laughs> time this is it if you're gonna do it he like cut me off he knew what i was asking about i don't know if it was my demeanor or just the way i presented the the, the question to him he, we were both sitting on the tailgate of my truck and dude he hops off you ever get around him and he can get excited he's an excitable passionate type person he hops off my tailgate and he's just like yes absolutely Man, he's, like, getting the phone out. He's going to start calling freaking consultants (laughs) and, you know. And, yeah, that's the day that I really started this thing. And I was like, yeah, okay, maybe maybe this is right. Of course, I had to discuss it with Melissa. She is not a very public person, right? She was fearful of this. And she's actually, she's like, well, you know, she's even asked at one point, what if they, what if this negatively impacts my practice? And I'm like, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. You might get more patients. And, so it was kind of funny, you know, we were, ta- <laughs> we've talked a lot today. We we're all catching up and stuff. But she, uh, at one point, people asked us about the whole marriage thing. And she's like, mm. I'm like, yeah, I don't think we should change. You know, we've been doing this and right. When, when people call her my wife, I don't even correct them. Right. It's not even right. Cause in my mind she is, but it, she's, she's a witty. She's don't tell her I said this. She, she is. you talking to
0: 40,000 people right now. So if we I, won't tell her. None 80, of us will tell her. Eighty thousand. None of
1: us
4: will tell her. Tony, go hey. so hang it. No one's going to tell yeah. so her. the secret? No <laughs> one's going to tell her. The chance of Melissa watching a podcast Never. with me talking is no. about zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right? pretty much my
1: girlfriend, right? And my wife. She's going
4: to be aggravated. I'll get home Friday and she will be aggravated that I'm disrupting the patterns that she's developed in the two days I was gone. But no, she said this. She goes, well. Yeah, I don't think we should change anything. It would look like we were getting married just to say we were married for this. And she's like, "And besides, I think I'll wait till after the election, because, yeah, what if you lose? Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not marrying a loser. That's fair. All right, I might marry <laughs> you if you the, uh, will.
2: That's the best that's is. answer. Yeah. She's like, yeah. I
4: might marry you. I'm not so marrying awesome. a loser. <laughs> right? I don't marry. You. I'm not God, sure ladies no and brighter. gentlemen, yeah, Tony
0: Cowden. Thank you so much. Thank you all where for can they me find and to donate They, they, they need to shovel money your yeah.
4: way. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's a difficult thing asking for money, but it is the way the game is played. The way the and the cool played. thing is I put my
1: money where my mouth
4: was. Yeah, I did. donated yeah. to Tony. Yes, I still got to do they it. They all did. I, it's, it, the, I will do it as soon as we end this podcast. I still got to do it. So it's all stuck in the fray. You know, like I said, man, a lot of people don't realize it, but I mean, $5, mm-hmm. five 10, 20 bucks. That's what got us 130 some grand in 13 days, man. That's that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. It definitely it puts out the indicator that holy crap, Americans are fed up. That was from all 50 states, too, by the way. We got a oh, donation yeah. from every state. That's awesome. If that's not a message to the establishment, yeah. what is? And the so anyway, yeah, to give it's TonyCowden.com a really weird URL, right? Like the quiet professional. Who would name a website after Can you themselves? spell your last name?
1: C O W D E N Delta Echo. No yeah. I've had some run-ins with yeah. that first three letters of your last name. Cal. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Cal I know Dan. I've had some run-ins. So yeah, that. 5 10 bucks man. and to those that that did give the 5 bucks that chopped out of their family's Christmas fund. You know, Christmas fund and their their you know the turkey or just their average day, man, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I've told people straight up like I'm not going to waste your money right? I, I'm, I'm not spending the money on anything stupid. If you want to know what we spend the money on, right? The FEC reports will come out every quarter, right? I'm not wasting people. I don't money. think a uh, custom
0: AI 6.5 is wasting our money. Just so you know, just if, if you're to spend a
4: good yeah, accuracy yeah. international well, 6.5 creed, funny, I don't
0: think that's, I don't think that's wasting our money.
2: Say. Just so you, you know.
4: know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a, 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 a something for nothing type of guy. So last year I got this wild hair up my whatever. And I, I actually went into town to buy a freezer because I had stacked some, uh, some deer bodies up and needed another freezer. And I'd tell Melissa I'm going to the freezer. Well, I had a guy who was going to give me a horse. And Melissa- To eat? No, not to oh. eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Thanks for clarifying. No, a friend of mine <laughs> out in New Mexico, he, he was talking about potentially, you know I, I wanted this, this beautiful badass little horse that he had or whatever. And so I go home and ask Melissa if I can have a horse. And she's like, dude. I don't have time to take care of a horse while you're gone. They're not like donkeys. We have donkeys and chickens. She's like, I don't have time. I'm sorry. I'm like, huh, no horse. Can I have a dirt bike? She's like, what? I'm like, well, you know, you know I grew up racing motocross. So I'd like to start riding a dirt bike again. Can I have a dirt bike? You can build a motocross track right there in the backyard. And she's like, is your health insurance good? I'm like, yes, ma'am. Life insurance? Yes, ma'am. That's always her questions, right? Like, are those two things squared away? Yes. She's like, okay, whatever. Get a dirt bike. Well, like six weeks later, I went into town to buy a freezer. Well, it, the freezer shop's right next to the freaking Kawasaki Yamaha shop, so I bought a Kawasaki KX 450, brand new one. And I was blown away. Electric, start, all the stuff. Last bike I had. Did you get was the freezer? A 450. No, not a freezer. I, I like my two wheels, man. Freaking.
3: No, did you get the freezer that oh, you the went freezer. there to buy? I did. Get, I thought you said razor.
4: <laughs> no, I did get the freezer. So on my trailer is a, you know, Kawasaki and a freezer. Yeah. And I'm trying to get home fast <laughs> enough get that dirt bike off that that trailer before she gets home. Dude, I wasn't all the way out of my truck. She's home early. She pulls up. She walks past me, doesn't say a word. I'm like, hey, baby. She just walks in the house. Like Usually we greet each other with a kiss and stuff. And she just kind of looks at me out of those little, she's got really good peripheral vision because she's half Japanese. And um, so she kind of looks at me out of those, you know, little slanty eyes, man. And I'm like, ooh, she said I could have it. I should be good. So I go inside, I'm like, did you see the new freezer? And she's like, yeah, I saw the freezer. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, cool. She's like, you didn't think it was a good idea maybe to tell me you were going to buy a dirt bike today? I'm like, you said I could have one like six weeks ago. She just shook her head. She's like, you're impossible. So that dirt bike is sitting in my garage. I built a motocross track in my backyard. I, yeah, pretty cool. The downside is, I rode that dirt bike four times. I still got the second take of gas that I put in it. Right. Right. It is now one year and one month old. (laughs) So I contributed that dirt bike to my campaign. You can go on my website and for a donation, get a chance to win what is a brand new 2021 KX450 rocket ship. That's awesome. Four sets of gear, a carbon fiber Alpine Star. We need, we need, we need the, yeah, we need a, we need a, we something for nothing. Now, Lee over at Stumpy's Custom Guns is building a custom 6.5, maybe a six millimeter, like a PRS gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's PRS. Six. Yeah. six mil. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I I don't remember My what My daughter we is
0: eight. Yeah. And she just got an AI six mil. Yeah.
4: <laughs> AI does. So uh, I don't know what action it's going to be. It's going to be an MPA chassis or maybe one of KDX's new chassis. We haven't decided. I don't know. I said, yo, bro, build me a badass PRS style rifle that I can. Freaking hell yeah. raffle off for the campaign. TonyCowden.com yeah. Not Tony Cowden. Not something for nothing, man. Five, Dude. ten bucks. Do it. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. We really yeah. appreciate yeah. being here, having us. sir.
0: It's really been very good to have an <laughs> officer <laughs> here to keep us all in line, <laughs> for, <laughs> sir. We're yeah. gonna go Yeah, always
3: a fun time. With you. Yeah. yeah, hell What's yeah, Tonycowden. Yeah. Tony Thank Tony
0: That concludes
2: today's training. Any questions? Whew! Drum titties, boy!